handle the truth. It's another Freedom Friday. Here we go. Welcome. We got our boy and patriot, good friend, Teddy Daniels with us. What's going on, Teddy? Guys, it is awesome to be here. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this episode all fucking week. So am I. So am I. We got our cigars. We got our scotch. We're we're, we're ready to go. Yeah, dude. I got my my monster. Zero sugar because I'm on a weight loss program. So. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds really shitty. I always try to lose weight and then I find it. It's like, ah, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, as always, we got James Curry, We the People Radio over here. You know, I'm Alan with Great Divide Podcast. We're here, Freedom Friday, another Freedom Friday. And, of course, combat veteran, former law enforcement officer, got fucked by the GOP establishment in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Uh, It's talking about establishment. Teddy, give us a – Give us a rundown on you, you know you you started running for Congress you flipped over yeah. you're going to run for ran for lieutenant governor uh, next to uh, Doug Mastriano there I can never say his name right is that it Mastriano is yeah that a, yeah okay. Doug, Doug Mastriano you got Doug, it brother great 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 guy great guy and uh, what happened I mean obviously nefarious shit went on oh dude it's it's politics it's all nefarious backstabbing grease palm cock sucking bullshit that goes on so bro you told me i could say whatever i want to say so i'm saying it okay no absolutely so so here's what happened this group called commonwealth partners in harrisburg uh they are the super swampy group uh they spent over 20 million dollars on what was the guy's name? Bill McSwain okay. uh, for governor. And the $20 million that was spent on Bill McSwain was spent as a smear campaign against Doug Mastriano. So what they did is they found this woman in Western Pennsylvania who masks her kids, vaxes her kids. She was a one-term uh, state rep. They threw a couple million dollars behind her and ran a smear campaign on me. <laughs> So, hey, fuck them. You know what? Because they should have just let me win because now I'm 100 times dangerous sitting behind this microphone. Hey, now now you're, you're off, you're off the, the leash. You could, you could do whatever you want now. Say whatever you need to say. Because, you well, anything now. well brother, I was, I was kind of off the leash as a candidate too. Yeah. And that's, that's why the establishment <laughs> hated my guts. That's true. But uh, it, it, it's crazy to see because i asked you when when i met you on stakes show i said what's the plan of attack uh for the rigging and i i continue to believe your answer to be true we have to overwhelm them at at the polls like it's the only way to win and we were we were really close both times but they're still doing it look at at your race in in pennsylvania look at mike crispy in new jersey Mm -hmm. all these races are continually being rigged and it's it's crazy to think that we're out here fighting this uphill battle, and it's 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 tough to to come up for air. What do you, what do you think we can do going forward? Well, it's tough. It, it's tough, and here's why. So, I, I, I'm going to sidetrack on this real quick okay. because I I get the emails and the text messages every day from the GOP. Okay, uh, you your transaction is not complete. You could be a VIP member. You can do this. You can do that. Don't give a dime nope to the party don't give a dime to them 
what we need to do is support. So like, so like this, oh boy, yeah, I was on the news for this too, because after the election, the, the girl that took all this special interest money and beat me, I, I went Facebook live and, and it made, it made news. It made all the news channels in Pennsylvania. I said, it's still proof. You could take a turd and throw a couple million dollars behind it and get a turd elected to office. A turd <laughs> and a giant douche. Only in the state of Pennsylvania. But what we need to do is we need to stop electing turds because these turds, you can't shine them. You can't polish a turd. Okay. It's not going to turn into anything that we want. It's still going to be a turd. You can put a silk scarf on it. It's still going to be a turd. Covered in gold. It's still a fucking turd. Exactly. So what we need to do is stop electing turds. Stop funding organizations that back turds, okay? And that includes the GOP. Bingo. Stop backing them. Yeah. Stop funding them. I say it stop. all the time. All the time on my show, I say it. Do not donate to the party. Donate to the individual candidate that you want to support, the America First candidate. I've, I, I say that constantly. I remember when you were running, back when you were running for Congress, you were on my show, Teddy, and I say it. Brother, you wrote me a check. I did. I absolutely, and, and that's the thing. That Let me tell you, that's another important thing. I don't live in Pennsylvania. You weren't going to be my congressman, but no. I, I donate to a lot of candidates. Like Mike Crispy, I was heavily involved in his campaign yep. in New Jersey. Some other ones, uh, Joe Kent in Washington State, I wrote yes. him a check. Well, I did. You know how many? You know how many people? I, actually, I shouldn't say that. There's one congressman running around in in my area that I wrote him a check, but the other ones are worth a shit. Are you, I, you don't write Kate Corgan a check? Kate Corgan, she's a fucking fraud. No, I didn't write her a check. She can't raise money for anything. So as, as, she can pose with as many guns as she wants. She's a fucking fraud. She's a fake Republican. She's a she's a, a Democrat communist in disguise. Fuck Kate Corgan. Well, hey, you you guys are gonna love this shit too. So my next episode coming out is actually going to be on the campaign contributions giving to Kevin McCarthy. Okay. Ah, yeah. Now, out of his top 20 donors, out of his top 20, five of his top 20 donors donate primarily to Democrats. Four of them have donated to the Lincoln Project. Oh, those pedophiles? Aren't they, aren't they full okay. of pedophiles over there at Lincoln They Project? are full of pedophiles. <laughs> we, you know what? We just need to send Kyle Rittenhouse into that building because every time he fires into a crowd, he, he hits a pedophile. Yeah, I'm sure you'd have some fun, too. I would all have some fun. It's like the, those, glass, those glass buildings that, that they have now. You go and smash everything. Like, let's you know, put a room with pedophiles and have fun. You know, be, before we go completely off the rails, I do I do want to say, I do want to, because it always happens on Fridays, Teddy, and you're a perfect candidate for going off the fucking rails. But no, seriously, because you're talking about your episode, now that you're not running for, for office anymore, you now have joined the brethren of podcasters. So first, I want to congratulate you on your show, and I want to officially welcome you to the podcast world it's hard work it's not easy but it's fucking fun and it's important you've gone from now you're a combat veteran you were a soldier and now teddy you're now a digital soldier like the rest of us so congratulations (laughs) my brother and and, and alan i I gotta tell you this brother thank you for inviting me to your network uh this is 
No, dude, like this is just incredible. Like if you were a chick, dude, you'd be in trouble right now. All right. So. <laughs> this is the best fucking offer I got brother, all week. <laughs> brother, brother, I love you, man. It's gay pride month. Not in that kind of way. All right. But, but, oh. but this is awesome. And, and thanks for bringing me in, man. Like, it's you know, this is, this is just fun. Teddy, tell us about your show. What's the name of the show? Where yeah, else can I hear you about it? Uh, so tell us all it's, about um, it. It's called In the Trenches with okay. Teddy Daniels. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, after my first congressional run, that that summer I stayed – I just reported a lot on local Pennsylvania political issues. And it was just like a, a YouTube channel that I did. And – um you know, I, I wanted to do this for the longest time. And uh, so, like I said, it's called In the Trenches with Teddy Daniels. And uh, all the episodes that we have so far are going to be uploaded to the Patriot Podcast Network. Uh, we're also going to be involved with uh, Stu Peters uh, with his platform as well. Um, J.D. Rucker uh, has also reached out. They they have a platform that they want me on. Good. And... Um, you know, guys, I just like I'm I'm not politically correct. I am like the uh, the po the poster child for toxic masculinity. Good. And I have more people that hate me than actually like me, so that lets me know I'm doing something right. And um yeah. I'm not afraid to just like you guys. I I'm not afraid to say what needs to be said. And um you know, it just call the bullshit where it needs to be called on both sides. On both sides, because there's a lot of folks out there that only go after Democrats. That's you what know? we though. We need we need to to hold our own accountable, and so many just skate by. And we need people like you to to speak out. And I'm so glad that you said that because so many people are scared to speak out against the Republican Party and these rhino GOP establishment cucks. Like they all suck. Sending forty billion dollars to Ukraine. Get <laughs> fucked, all of you. Every single one of you can get fucked. Well, the, and, and, and go ahead brother i'm sorry no no, no I was I, you're right you're right like it's ridiculous like like ha, like we've been doing this for so long like even with the mandates look 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 when the mandates were happening not one republican was really making a stand for us patriots that didn't want to be ma taking these mandates and yes they didn't end up happening but at the time when it was when it was going on, it would have it would have been awesome to see some of our Republican leaders stand up for us at the steps of Congress and be like, "Hey, we're not, we're drawing the line here, like no mandates." Like it would have been awesome. Like even if it was just for sh like, they did nothing. It was a joke. Well, it's a, it's a lot of theater. It's a lot of theater that you get from our representatives in Congress, and it's almost like they are actors and not legislators. Um, One soundbite and and. You know, it's guys, I've been hit by every major media outlet in the country and overseas. So, like, my haters are worldwide. I have pissed off the liberals at the top of the chain, and they've come at me for three years. Like, guys, Washington Post, New York Times, um, The Guardian, Vice, Rolling Stone. Uh, CNN, MSNBC, uh, and a bunch of small shit rag ones that I ain't never even heard of before that really don't matter. They just kind of. Uh oh. We there we go. He's back. 
We lost you guys lose me for a second. Yeah, we lost you for a second. You must have said you must have said something really bad. No, it's the the feds are tapping in, brother. The feds are tapping in. Oh, so you have Irene's like I was saying, every major liberal media outlet out there. Federal agents like we lost them again. There it is. What the f? Guys, what is what is going on here? I don't know. Hold on a second. Now nah, you're okay. You're you're you're, you're Am I okay. good? Yeah, you're good. good. You're good. You're good. Right. We, we got right. we, we got everything. We're good. So <clears throat> so this is this is my opportunity to come back, and like uh, you know that this one jackass from Rolling Stone, he he's written a couple hit pieces on me. Um, the one, the first one he did was completely debunked. The second one, after he heard I was coming after him, he tweets out. He goes, well, I'm going to take a break for from writing for a while. I've got some personal projects to work on. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, jackass, I bet you do. Yeah. You know, this is the same clown who said January 6th should be a national holiday, and January 6th gave him PTSD. Well, here's a guy who puts a sweater on his fucking chihuahua. So, that gives you know, me PTSD. Of course he got PTSD from January 6th. Yeah. And all these articles are like, Teddy Daniels was in D.C. on January 6th. Well, dickhead, you wrote that you were there, too. So how's that make me any different than you, jerk-off? Yeah. Why, why is Ray Epps still walking the streets? Like, it, it makes no oh, exactly. sense. It makes exactly. absolutely no sense. This guy literally is on tape screaming for people to storm the Capitol the day before and on January 6th. And they, they just refuse to answer the question. Everybody's been calling it out. Yet they're worried about little old Teddy Daniels up in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Like, it, it's, it's out of control. It's all kabuki theater. It's all nonsense. Adam Kingsinger already cleared Ray Epps in a, in a dark hotel room dressed in drag. He did. They already they, – <laughs> he already vetted Ray Epps. Ray Epps is a – you know, he, he, he's okay. He didn't lie. He's good. He's, he's oh, you know – He's on the he's on the up and up. Roll yeah, Rolling Stone hates you, Teddy. Teddy, I can't believe the amount of people that hate you. They have fucking Facebook hate pages about you, and it makes yeah, me they laugh. Do. Isn't it great. I mean Hey, at least at least <laughs> if they're gonna write about me, like Rolling Stone, put me on the cover. Come on. <laughs> you know, put me on the cover. <laughs> Alan, Alan, you wanna know what really pissed this writer off? When he wrote the first article about me, now I heard he, he had been working on this for about a month. He hits me up two hours before it gets published with a list of questions. And I told him, fuck off, I'm not doing your job for you. You're an investigative reporter, figure it out. Yeah, he wanted so, to see what he could add. <laughs> so he, he ran the story, and the next day I held up everything, debunking his story. I had proof, black and white documents, debunking his story. So then he emails me again, and then I went live. And you guys know I got a pretty big audience. Yeah. I went live, and it was a couple days after Valentine's Day. And I said, guys, Hunter Walker from Rolling Stone, I think the guy wants to date me. He keeps, <laughs> he, he keeps emailing me. You know, I know he works for Rolling Stone. I know he's probably of that persuasion. But, uh, but Hunter, listen, I'm not a cheap date, brother. Like, you got to take me for a steak dinner and wine and dine me or something. <laughs> that really pissed him off. I but I don't care. I need a ribeye before you take me to bed, dude. Come on. You know, I, I, I always say, 
you know, any publicity is good publicity. Bad publicity is good publicity. If they're talking about you, you're doing something right. If they're hating you, then you are effective. They wouldn't hate you if you weren't effective. So it, you have to, that's why we have to keep doing what we're doing. I get torn apart on social media all day long. And I have people in my family that go, Alan, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with these people posting about you? Like, saying all these horrible things and i go i fucking love it i love oh, it's it great, it drives it? me yeah it's great it's fucking hysterical i mean right? you can you could call me a short fat piece of shit all you want but you know what it's I'm not gonna stop me i don't care oh, i know I, I like when you call me a short fat piece of shit james that really gets me going and then Absolutely. you sit there and you eat your strawberry ice cream like it's a, oh, a loop is dick in your mouth it's delicious <laughs> so but, uh, teddy you, you got the show going <clears throat> and 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 you're 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 hitting it right out of the gate you're doing great you're already building you have a huge following on on facebook and you know you're you're getting some show sponsors which are great we're always looking for show sponsors to, to help keep the lights on and stuff and you, you you're already you're you're in the my pillow family so yeah it, thank you brother james <laughs> is in the my pillow family i'm in the my pillow family my 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 pillow my mikey pillow as steak for breakfast says the humble pillow farmer that all the time they coin that but yep. uh mikey pillow gang what do, do you see yourself uh ever deciding hey i'm gonna do something stupid and run for office again or are you just gonna take and and, and do the like hey I, I i maybe i make a better mouthpiece than a better candidate what what, what do you think oh brother so you, you you know it's funny that you bring this up mm -hmm. because i was contacted the other day by somebody who is running for a state position in the libertarian office hold on i'm reading something here um somebody who's running for office is a libertarian and they want me to come speak at one of their fundraisers. And they're like, you know, Teddy, you could run as a libertarian for state rep because of the redistricting this year. You'd only need 300 signatures to get on the ballot. Now, brother, I know where I live, my state representative district. I would win that in a landslide as a state rep, even running as a libertarian. And I do sway more towards the libertarian side. However, there's only one issue that I have with libertarians. I know what you're going to say. Unfortunately, they put Democrats in office. Yeah. Okay? They split the vote. They do. They do. Yeah. Well, not just that. They, 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 a lot of their, their, their ideas are like socialism. They sound good on paper, but they have no way to actually execute them. Um. You know, when you really when you really get down to the brass tacks of it, I agree with with most of their philosophies and the government needs to leave us the fuck alone. Yeah, that's where I am. That's where I am. And you do get a lot of libertarians that that as that, that put their votes with Republicans as well. You know, like you look at you look at Roger Stone. He he was he's a libertarian, but he you know, he he's he's he, I used to think I was a libertarian, you know, back when I was a big Ron Paul follower back in the day. Right. Mm-hmm. But as I evolved and I understood politics more and understood the way the world worked, I realized I'm a constitutionalist. I believe in our founding documents. That's that's all we need to believe in. Enough of, enough of this two-party system. Enough of this I'm this, I'm that, I'm picking teams for anything. 
Like it, it, it's it's getting out of hand. So many people vote for these people just because they have an R or a D or a, a letter next to them because it, it next to their name because it, it fits their side. It, 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 look at where that's gotten us. It's gotten us nowhere. There's a bunch of clowns running our country right now, and it's a total disaster. We're falling apart at the seams. And it doesn't. It doesn't seem like they have a plan to make it better. They only have a plan to make it worse. Yeah. So, and, like, how, and how many members of Congress don't believe in our founding fucking documents, huh? Exactly. What they're trying to do? They're trying to destroy every which way with the World Health Organization, with the the pandemic plan that they're trying to the treaty that they're trying to sign, or or the the Second Amendment. How Joe Biden's out there say, oh, it's it's not absolute. Like, get fucked, dude. Right. Like, well, people the, the, like what they're talking about. The, the the big problem is the big problem is is that being in the arena as a candidate the gop establishment is just as bad if not worse than the democrat establishment Fucking i agree so like you guys saw the code red that they did on madison cawthorn oh yep. yeah oh yeah that, okay. the, the complete drip campaign that was all kevin mccarthy okay. and his money and his doing they're they're going after Gavin Wax now from the New York Young Republicans. I'm good friends uh, with Gavin Wax. Talk yeah, to him a lot. They're, they're trying to do the same thing to him right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, anybody who they cannot buy, anybody who will stand and fight, they don't want. No. So, nope. you know, do we need a third party? Yes. If oh boy, let me tell you, if the Libertarians were actually stronger i the, you know i think the problem, the problem is it's go ahead i think the part the, the the party system is is part of the problem i really do i i think we need to get away from it completely we need to we need to find people that just genuinely care about this country and want to and want to make this country better and there's so many people that only care about themselves and their political career and where they're going and and just towing the line and enough is enough is enough like it's gotten us nowhere there's so many republic like you said teddy i agree with you the gop is probably worse than the, than, the, than the democrats because you really think about it with with the, with the democrats you you know what to expect you know they're going to do some corrupt bullshit yep. The Republicans tell you what you want to hear. They say, hey, we're going to do this, that, and the other, and then they do the complete opposite behind closed doors and, and, and sell us down up the river. It's, it's, it's a total joke. So I, I, I totally agree with you when you say the, the GOP is probably worse than the DNC. It's, 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 it's terrible. I can agree to that. And you know, I, I, you know when, when, when after the election and they were, they were saying, Oh, they're going to start a third party and Donald Trump is going to be the head of a third party. And while obviously it sounds good, it, it's mathematically shit because all we would do is have Democrats in office and forever. And that I think mm-hmm. is why one of, one of the reasons why the, the America first movement really took off and these America first candidates who were speaking out against the GOP. And that's why people like Kevin McCarthy are shitting in their pants because they're afraid they're going to lose the majority within the party. If all of these America first candidates get elected. I'll tell you this though, brother, there's a lot of people who are not America first who grab the slogan. Yes. America first. We talked about Corrigan. Corrigan. We talked about one earlier in the show are there yep are there any teddy um that and i'm i don't mean to put you on the spot that you would say right now that are running america first in this country that are using the slogan and a complete full of shit oh boy um yeah there are 
There are. Okay. Uh, Morgan Luttrell. Marcus uh-huh. Luttrell's brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because as I was doing my research on these McCarthy donors. Yeah. Not only are these Democrat majority donors giving to Kevin McCarthy, they're also giving to Morgan Luttrell. So pretty much anybody associated with the NRCC, and I'll tell you this, this this may surprise you, okay? Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know she still pays the NRCC about a quarter million dollars a year in dues? I believe it. I believe you know it. who doesn't? You know who doesn't? Hmm. Paul Gozar. Okay? Paul Gozar is the man. He is Agreed. the America first representative in Congress. I love it. Because I, I, I like the him. guy just doesn't give a shit. He no. really doesn't. I, I agree with you with Marjorie Green Taylor's. I, I I've been very I've been very skeptical of her for a while. Uh, I like her. I like her. I like I like her. Uh, I like what she I like her. I, I'm not I I will tell you that I was very disappointed in her when she decided to buy $15,000 worth of Lockheed Martin stock right before the invasion of Ukraine. I was, Boom. I, I was, un, I, I was unhappy with that. Well, I'm not, know. I'm not writing her off yet. I'm Mom. still, I'm still giving her the benefit of the doubt. Um, but she, you know, and I'll listen. I had breakfast a- with the woman. I had <laughs> breakfast with the woman. Okay. okay. Nice lady. And let me tell you, we had breakfast at the Capitol Hill Club. And, <laughs> like, she was almost unwelcome there. Uh, you can That's tell by thing. the environment. Yes, yes, it is a good thing. But that was before it looked like the Republicans are going to take back the majority. That was before Kevin McCarthy was going to, unfortunately be Speaker of the House, and now she's doing what she has to do to get her committee assignments back. Yeah, because it's so all about money. So she's playing the game. It's yep. all about she's fundraising. Playing she's the playing the game. Well, that's and how I, they, and I just I can't respect that. No, that's how they get to you. They, they, like I, I, I always look at the picture of, remember Dianne Feinstein during the, the, during the impeachment, and she mm-hmm. had one congresswoman right up against the wall was like, hey, you better, you better, uh, you better shape up here, otherwise you won't be around here much longer. It was like she got a stern talking to, like you, you better, you better toe the line, or they're going to find somebody to replace you. And that's that's yeah. why I, I I totally think we need to, the two party system is nonsense anyway. It's all one big club, like George Carlin says. Well, yeah, oh, exactly. And and I'll tell you this, uh, Kevin McCarthy is pulling the strings of the Freedom Caucus behind the scenes as well. Yeah, he's Absolutely. pulling a lot of strings. I mean, Joe Kent. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, Alan, what, what did you tell me about what he was doing with Joe Kent? Well, he's doing it with a lot of people. See, what he's doing is he's taking his PAC money and he is funding these establishment incumbents. Like he's doing it in with, with Chris Smith, who, who Mike Crispy was try, was primarying in Jersey. He's doing it with Joe, the uh, incumbent, what's her name, uh, Butler in, in Washington State, who, who Joe Kent is primarying. Kevin McCarthy has PAC, his PAC, um, uh, guys from his pack going to joe kent's events counting heads like they're all out playing like you know junior gumshoe spy 
and mm-hmm. they're they're trying trying their hardest to fund heavily the establishment incumbents that are being primaried by America First candidates because you know if they get and and uh, you know Roger Stone talks about this and he and, and he explained where if they got a nucleus of 15 to 20 America First true America First candidates elected they may have a shot they may have a shot with with then teaming up with some members that are already there from the Freedom Caucus, like Matt Gates, maybe a few others, uh, Jim Jordan, you know, uh, Gosar, uh, whatever. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan's oh, playing I, the game, too. Oh, I'm going to talk about him <laughs> yeah. in a second. I'm going to talk about him uh, in a second. I got to hear uh, this, yeah. So, well, well, I got to hear this. I'll tell you my, I, I'll tell you my stance on, on Jim Jordan, but they, uh-oh. if they were able to do that, and prevent <laughs> Kevin McCarthy becoming Speaker of the House. Then we have a chance as a party. We have a chance as a as a functioning Congress. We have a chance as a country to maybe rebound. My thing is, if Kevin McCarthy becomes Speaker of the House, we no matter we we have the majority, we lose. Nothing yes. will get done. It will be status quo. My worries are that these so-called America First candidates, some of them who, who maybe are true America First candidates, and get elected will be, you know, pushed to the side, forced to take a knee, uh, Madison Cawthorned out, or other uh, other things. Um, as far as Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan is one of the most least productive members of Congress. Well, he, he wrote a book, which you should not be doing when you're a member of Congress. Sorry, Jim Jordan. Sorry, Matt Gates. Sorry, everyone else who decided to take their two-year terms and write a fucking book. You have Adam Schiff, Jamie Raskin. I mean, Adam Schiff is the fucking on the January 6th committee, and he wrote a book about it, and he's exploiting it, and he's going, he's selling a book. Jim Jordan is all talk, and there's talk that Jim Jordan might be eyeing the Speaker of the House spot is he is he better than kevin mccarthy well obviously i would say yes but i i he's not effective to me he seems like a do nothing he's at the right places at the right time he says the right things but he is uh not established i don't know if i call him establishment but i think he's full of shit i mean listen i'm a i i'm a lifelong wrestler i fought professionally for many years and i was always so gay I know I'm super gay. I was going around with many tights, just and beating them up for a living. It was fun, um, but I always wanted to root for Jim Jordan because he was the national champion in wrestling. I watched his his nephews, uh, Bo Jordan, uh, wrestle in uh, in college at the NCAA tournament. So I was always a big fan, and I wanted him to be a good guy. But as the year has gone on, he's done nothing but given us sound bites. He, he gets in front of, of everybody, asks the right questions, pushes the envelope on the questions that he's asking, especially with people like Fauci except, and, 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 and things like this, but does nothing, takes no action. He's all talk. He's a do-nothing Republican, and he's proven that time and time again. So if he does get in, I don't know if, if he does become the Speaker of the House, I don't know how much better that is. I think he's playing the game just like anybody, and and – he personally, he may be establishment because he's just he's just out there giving us sound bites, and he's been doing it for years. I, I will tell you, maybe Teddy. I don't know if you'll, you see if you agree with this. If let's just say Jim Jordan somehow became Speaker of the House, I don't think even if he tried, I don't think he would. I don't think they'd allow it. But if he did, I think he would have Donald Trump in his ear because he seems to be very. Um, 
what's Donald Trump saying? What's he doing? And I, I, I think maybe it would, it would help us that way. Um, if, if, if he listened, if Donald Trump gave him, you know, solid advice, not saying, well, Donald Trump's advice might be great, but I think he would have that open ear, but I, I don't know, Teddy, what do you think? All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to unwrap everything you just said here. Okay? Here we go. Yes. Please All go. Right. So love- as you guys know, I love Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had dinner with him in Bedminster. My purple heart is sitting on Donald Trump's desk. All right. I would get stuff in the mail from him. It would come FedEx or UPS every time I was on a major media outlet or something like that. He'd see it. You know, somebody would print it out and he'd write, Teddy, we're going to win. Give them hell. You know, shit like that and send it to me. Okay. Right before Thanksgiving, I had a box come to the house. And it was a signed MAGA hat, you know, from Donald Trump saying, hey, I hope you and your family have a great Thanksgiving. Now, as a man, I like him. I think he's a great dude. But I think he's compromised. I think he has too many establishment people around him. Because what happened with with Trump victory is you had all these swamp jackasses from the GOP who fled over to Trump victory because they wanted a job. Now, you know who I like. You know who I really like to possibly be our next Republican president. You guys could probably figure that out. Oh, I like Ron DeSantis. Big Dick Ron. I like Ron DeSantis. I don't think he has the baggage that Trump has. I think Ron DeSantis could be more matter of effect rather than taunting okay because no don't get me wrong i love how trump does it i love how he taunts the media i love how he taunts people i love how he picks fights you kind of need that right now Mm -hmm. we do but ron desantis he's a military guy yes he's more matter he's more matter of fact like hey this is how it's going to be end of discussion i'd rather see him as a vp and be the follow-up me personally, um, you know, because people discount and forget, they, they forget how much Donald Trump actually accomplished while he was being attacked nonstop. Like it was You're right. You're as, right. As soon as, but, he, as soon as he got in, and I agree with you when you say there was a lot of people that were around him that, that made him compromised, but at the end of the still day, is. And there still is. Yes, I agree with that 100%, but you have to realize the swamp is so deep that I don't think that's that's avoidable at, at, at this point. And the fact the fact of the matter is, he accomplished so much for this country and brought greatness back to this country. Like, really look at what we're what we're going through right now. When when Barry Satoro, Barack Obama was in office, gas prices were not much lower than they are right now. The economy was in the shitter. Yep, I, was, I'm with you. I'm with going, you. Going to the, go, going 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 to hell. It really looked like there was no hope. Like I was just becoming a young adult. I was just starting my, 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 my work life and, and career, and it looked like I was like, man, how am I going to buy a house? Like, how am I, like, this is crazy. And then Donald Trump comes in office, and all of a sudden, the economy is booming. There's jobs everywhere, and, and gas is below $2 first time, and you know, God knows how long, and for, you know, first time in my adult life. <laughs> well, I, I think that might be less Donald Trump and more Republican policy, though. 
but but who created those policies and who brought those policies to the table? Like Donald Trump cut so much red tape and and removed so much nonsense inside of government, and and people are, always fall back. Like for example, the gas prices. Oh, the presidents don't dictate the gas prices, and I I tell people I'm like, well, they they kind of do. Yeah, they do. The, the only variable is Donald Trump and the, and the, po- the policy. It's literally the, the Keystone Pipeline, the fact that we were energy, energy independent, we were exporting oil instead of importing, and that all has to come down to the policies. So all of these things that he accomplished while he was being heavily attacked on nonsense, like we now know the Russia investigation was total garbage, 100% hoax. We know that Ukraine call, total garbage. Like Adam Shifty Schiff was up there reading a fake transcript to try to pass mm-hmm. it off. Oh, but that and was just a joke. That was oh, just a parody. joke. Yeah, it's parody. People forget yeah. it even happened. People forget that. Like you mentioned it. Like, no, he didn't. That didn't happen. You search the internet. Of course, they scrub it everywhere unless you have saved in your phone. People well, forget here's, here's, that he here's... changed text messages, Jim Jordan's text oh. messages, and, well, and, he and, did. And, and gave it in as evidence in the January 6th hearing. Well, so, and, and let me let me tell you guys this, though. Don't get me wrong. I am not anti-Donald Trump, mm-hmm. okay? I, like, know you're I, was, I, I, I was the Northeast U.S. Director of Vets for Trump, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love the guy. And I think he, yes, you are absolutely right. He's done incredible, amazing things. But take a look. Now, since he's been out of office, though, Kevin McCarthy is in his ear, okay? Some of the endorsements that he has made have not been good endorsements. Terrible. And I think a big part of that is Susie Wiles, who ran the Save America PAC, with the pay-to-play endorsement process. Yep. I'm glad you said it, Teddy. So, yeah. See, Alan, I may look like a dumbass biker, okay? <laughs> no. no. But I know some shit. I, I know some shit. Okay? As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you, in the chat earlier, our boy, our boy uh, Mikey Skaggs from Two Doomed Men Podcast said, hey, Teddy, you might now be a digital soldier, but you you don't look like a you don't look like a dumb biker. He said you remind him of a '90s Attitude Era WWF wrestler. Brother, <laughs> brother, you know I get that though. Everywhere I go, like I stopped. It was a couple weeks ago. I stopped at an Arby's, okay, and I went in to get my sandwich. And the girls behind the counter, they were like, "Are you a pro wrestler?" I'm like, "No." The last house I lived in, the neighbors came here. I, I drove a big-ass Hummer, okay? And I get out of this Hummer in my driveway, and the neighbors come over. <clears throat> and they're like, are you like a former pro wrestler or something? I'm like, no, this is just me. This is just how I act, you know? So, <laughs> so seriously, well, you were on the phone with me, like, I don't know, maybe – I think when you first started your podcast and we, we were bullshitting on the phone and I, I don't know if I had you on speakerphone or, or you, you just have a voice that just that you can hear it if you're standing next to it. So my, 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 my wife and nine year old was standing there and my because, you know, you're like, hey, brother. And my wife goes, are you talking to Hulk Hogan? Oh, my God. That's funny. Dude, I, I had died. a dude. I had a dude call me uh, heavy stone cold. I'm the heavy stone cold. Holy shit. So let, let's get let's get back to Trump and the people that surround him for a second because you just yeah, met yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Trump we'll has shitty people around him. Shitty people around him. And and these endorsements that are being made, 
are ridiculous. I mean, he endorsed Kevin McCarthy. He'll be a great representative for the people of California. Here's here. Here you go. He's not going to be great for America. He's not going to be great for D.C. Dr. Raz, I think, is a piece of shit. Commie wannabe. Uh, that's my World opinion Economic, of him. World Economic He's, Forum. Cuck. Yes. He, he, he endorsed John Boozman, rhino senator in Arkansas, Jan Morgan, big Second Amendment. She was primarying him. And Boozman was ripping Donald Trump apart on social media after the January 6th debacle mm -hmm. jam morgan was sending me the screenshots of what he deleted off twitter that he was saying about donald trump but donald trump endorsed him anthony sabatini in florida he should have trump's endorsement he didn't get it he doesn't want to pay to play i get it mike crispy in jersey where i was heavily involved in his campaign roger stone was was running his campaign so i was at every event me and roger became very close friends rudy giuliani endorsed him uh general flynn endorsed him flynn so Rudy Giuliani, Roger Stone will work in their dicks off with Donald Trump in person and on the phone. You have to, you have to endorse this guy. You have to endorse him. And then you had people on Chris Smith's camp, who's a 40-year in Congress rhino who's never been primary, doesn't even live in New Jersey. They were showing Trump's people fake fucking polls that he was up like 52 mm -hmm. points. And that I heard from a very good source. It was shown to me. Okay. And Donald Trump didn't touch that race, and he should have. He should, even if he touched it a few days before. We're sitting in Seaside Heights in an event with General Flynn, and we're like, "Today's the day." Bro, God, that's where my that's sent. where my wife is from. That's where my wife really? is from. That's cool. I, that, yeah. Like yeah, uh, James is James is from Jersey. Now he blows guys in Vegas. Yep. <laughs> I'm out here. Well, I hope he's making money doing that. There's some dirty dicks out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, he works the glory hole down at the old, the golden uh, nugget, the men's room on the first floor. No, 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 no. It's the, the Vegas truck stop. <laughs> the Vegas truck stop. <laughs> Wherever you want to go, you can get plenty of dick, Alan. Dirty <laughs> dicks <laughs> everywhere, dude. Uh, you guys. Vegas is a crazy city. I like uh, Donald. I, I, I like Donald Trump. I like him a lot. Is he going to run again? Probably. And if he gets a nomination, of course, I'm going to vote for him. My stance, on, yeah. my, my stance on DeSantis is I think he'd make a great president. I'm looking at the bigger picture and I want him to keep the stronghold in Florida. Not saying that Florida's shaky. I think he needs another term. I heard a rumor and I believe I forget where it was reported. And he was um, calling donors kind of seeing about a 2024 run that was a rumor i don't know if it's true and it was reported somewhere but you know it's going to be interesting to see if he runs i kind of hope he stays in florida for just one more term as governor and if donald trump decides to run and he and he wins and that that it's it's he he walks in after donald trump's second four years that's well, what i'd I like to see happen yeah, he did say he was going to stay for eight years. He was going to run for re-election. So I, I don't think I, – I hope that's the case because I don't think Florida is as safe as we think it is. Mm -hmm. we were, Ron was very close to not getting in, and we almost got that crazy homo meth head, Andrew Gilliam. Um, and how did Ron DeSantis get in, James? How did he get in? Because of Donald Trump. Exactly. So I – I, I, I truly believe that the best thing for our country right now is to – because people forget 
when Donald Trump handled things, he he referred back to the Constitution, the Tenth Amendment, and re- allowed the states to govern themselves. How our government was meant to be handled, and just it just so happens that Ron DeSantis was one of the only governors that did it properly. It just so happens that he's one of the only one. Like it's sad to say, but look at all all the other fifty states. All the other governors are, are corrupt. They're all garbage. It's a joke. I mean, there's there's a few a few far between, but even in 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 Texas, Governor Abbott, the guy's a joke. The board is a disaster. Oh, he is. He's horrible. I love Alan West. I yeah. love Alan West. I do too. Yeah. I, I do too. too. I do too. But 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 at the end of the day, um, I, I think right now we 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 need to not just worry about the federal election and getting Donald Trump in. We also need to get the right governors in to make sure because we. The states govern themselves at the end of the day, and that's how our constitution is written. And and right now, our our state governments are all corrupt. They're all a disaster. Yeah. New York is fucked where I am. New York, Jersey, Phil Murphy, Pennsylvania with Wolf was a disaster. Uh, California, Gavin Newsom, Michigan with Gretchen Whitmore, where the feds are staging kidnappings to to stir up whatever they're trying to stir up. Like this is how ridiculous it has gotten in our country. But but at the end of the day. Our local governments, our state governments are, are in shambles across the country, and we need more governors like Ron DeSantis to uphold the Constitution and their state constitutions as well. Because there's state constitutions as well that these people are just totally ignoring. So let me, let me add something here, too. Go ahead. Um, obviously, the reason that these states are all foobarred is because and honestly like like fox news all people do is they go on there and they bitch and moan okay and and i think fox news has conditioned people because like right now like i wouldn't even call newsmax a conservative outlet maybe oan definitely and i've been on fox a bunch of times like they've been great to me but fox news has conditioned people oh the democrats are doing this oh the democrats are doing that guys even breitbart breitbart is no longer a conservative media outlet okay they are bought and paid for by kevin mccarthy because every day who's that kid that that he's got that real that that high-pitched voice he's got kevin mccarthy on there all the time are you talking about alex marlowe no, 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 not Alex Marlowe. There's another one. Oh, I got his name on the tip of my tongue. Because I listened to, I used to listen to it on Sirius Radio. Whenever he comes on, uh, I, I don't go on there. And I, I don't listen to, to Breitbart anymore on Sirius. Breitbart um, a lot. The, the name will come to me later That's in the program, I'm sure. But, but what we need to do, instead of, and, and for the listeners out there and the viewers out there, this is what we need to do. We need to stop just bitching, okay, because it's getting us nowhere. What we need to do, and this will take all the power away from the parties, is we need to push for serious campaign finance reform. Um, We need to eliminate special interest groups from coming in to donate to campaigns, okay? And we need to put a cap on candidate fundraising and spending okay because right now you're getting two types of candidates you're getting the candidates that can be bought or you're getting the candidates that can finance themselves and spread the money around 
Mm-hmm. All right. And, and buy the support. Like, honestly, what I would like to see, like, let's say in a congressional race, okay, you can spend a quarter million in a primary and a quarter million in a general. And that's it. Because then what would, what that would do too? that would take power away from incumbents hmm. who have built all that power. Okay. And, and, and all those fundraising uh, tentacles and it would allow the average Joe Schmo person who loves this country, who cares about this country, to step up and run for office. But right now, until campaign finance reform is on the table and voted in, we are stuck with what we got. Oh, I we're, we're stuck with it. Matt Gaetz talks a lot about uh, not taking money from corporations and special interest groups that he he vowed. And, uh, you know, this is what he says. Uh, nobody's called him out on it or, or proved different, but he has vowed and he's been not he has not been taking money from corporations and special interest groups that all of his fundraising is from, you know, grassroots front of uh, fundraising. And, and he was hoping and trying to say, hey, other Republican members of Congress should be doing the same. And it's unfortunate because we mentioned earlier about committees. And committees, in order to get on certain committees, it, it depends on how much money you raise. There are actual tiers that they look at in Congress and said, well, yeah. you raised this many million, you know, so you can be on, uh, you know, the arms committee or, or, or ethics committee or this committee or, you know, oversight, whatever. Eric and Swallow it's, it's, the intelligence committee. And he's banging an Asian spy. <laughs> I mean – Ding dong or Ling Ling or Sing Song, whatever her name was. She mysteriously died in a plane crash, ladies and gentlemen. Just a coincidence. Just a coincidence. No, she's around. She's still around. She didn't she died. She did. No. No, she's still around, Fang Fang. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure she died in a plane crash. I'm pretty sure. Um I'm Really? Sure. I think yeah. she's still around. All right, anybody who's watching, look that up. Yep. See if Fang Fang Hold on. died in a plane right crash. Now. Hold on. This is what we do here. Yep, no survivor. New York Times, no survivors find in Chinese Eastern, Eastern plane crash officials say Fang Fang uh, emerged dead. New York Times article right here. Okay, find me a credible news source that <laughs> says. Well, when the mainstream media is talking about it, uh, the, the Daily Mail, Penn Live, New York Post, uh, there's a bunch of tigerdroppings.com talking about it. If you want to say they're a credible source, they're probably more credible than New York Times. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, wait a minute. Wow, Hold on. Okay. Oh, guys, guys, guys. I might have to end this show right now. I just Googled Fang Fang, and a massage parlor named Fang Fang Spa just came up. That's four miles That's away from my fucking ass. That's part of the That's part of the Whoa! Just like Gina Haspel and and Puma Aberdeen, who just disappeared. They put him somewhere. Maybe, do, do you think they're faking her? Da- our, our boy Catalyst Jones is in the chat like, from the white like from I the said, white. Like I said, though, she mysteriously died. Uh, uh, just know. coincidentally, she's dead in a plane crash. And 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 this is why the committees are all garbage. They're kicking people out. But yet, Eric Swalwell is still on the intelligence committee. Did the she? Huh? Did did she have any dirt on Hillary Clinton? Like like that I could believe. I'm sure you know, that I could believe. I'm sure she had dirt on on a lot of hey. people. She's banging Eric Swalwell, who's on the intelligence committee. 
Like she probably had insight for five years. It wasn't like she was banging him for like a quickie, like on a one night stand. Like this is an ongoing relationship, just like Diane Feinstein and her Chinese spy limo driver that she had for twenty for years. Twenty like, years. You hey, know, like. You, go ahead. Did you see? Well, first, Catalyst Jones is lighting up the chat, saying, "Hey, maybe they faked your death." Catalyst Jones, host of the White Rabbit podcast, he's one of our great yeah. friends. Actually, Let's Teddy, our awesome show graphic that would you know the show graphic for this episode yeah, was yeah, made. Yeah. Catalyst Jones, the host of White Rabbit, made that graphic. Yeah. He does all of our graphics, so he always bangs oh, it out of the awesome. park. If you ever need graphics for your for your show or anything, he's unbelievable. Advertising, he, he's unbelievable. I gotta ask, so so the neon squares that our faces are in that makes us look like we're in a peep room in a strip club. Yeah. Is is he the ones that is he the one that did that too? No, no, no. That that's that's my producer Bob, who's the background guy for the Patriot Podcast Network. He, he I, right, I wanna you, you, you might want to talk to Bob no, to I see wanted. where he came up with the idea for it, this. It was it my does. idea because it, <laughs> it, it, it reminded me actually now you said that. Oh fuck. No, <laughs> now, 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 I'm gonna make yeah. them look like instead of this now, Teddy, I'm gonna make them look like glory holes with duct tape around them. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I was just, I was just, I was upset I didn't come out here with dollar bills, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck your life! You know, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the, the production. We like a little neon. It's eye catching. What do you, what do you, what do you want? Yeah, a little production. <laughs> <laughs> so, so man, maybe, 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 maybe fucking Fang Fang, they faked her death. But I wanted to, since we're talking what? about death and Hillary Clinton, hold on. Did you guys see the thing where um they, they were saying that a cellmate of of uh Elaine Maxwell supposedly was coming out and saying that she was approached and offered money to strangle Elaine Maxwell in her sleep? Did you guys see that? I did uh, not. I, I, did not. I, I saw it yesterday. What? Would it surprise you? No, no. Hillary oh. Clinton. They just added the Clintons. Just added another body to their list recently, didn't they? Yeah, I saw that. Where he, uh, the apparently the dude, I believe he was hung, and then had a shotgun wound to the chest, and they called it suicide. Just, just so many stories like this. It's just, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's. It, like what's crazy to me is now it's it's the memes are now pop culture about Hillary Clinton's death list. Like it, it, there's so many memes. Like everybody talks about it. The fact that this woman and and her husband, because everybody forgets that Bill is a part of this too. Um, <laughs> he definitely wears the pants in this family. Let's is he still alive? Is he still alive, or is it like the fucking, or is it like, is it like the Bates Motel where they, where she has him in the attic and he's dead, and she, and he's she's got all the fucking like the pine tree air fresheners and he and he you know the perfume and she's like you know just, putting makeup on him, phone and sunglasses on, just sitting there just. Decaying away, I, fucking crazy maniac. Like weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't think Bill Clinton's alive. I don't. I think he's I dead think he's in the house. But let's be real. Like, there, there's so many questions surrounding that whole entire family. Where's Huma Aberdeen? Like, the only time we saw her is when Bill Clinton suspiciously got sepsis. Like, oh yeah. Like that was the first time we saw her in years. Like that's Hillary Clinton's right hand person. Like she just fell off the face of the fucking earth. You're he, telling me like all this shit is raining down around her, and Huma Aberdeen's nowhere to be found. That who just happens to coincidentally be directly connected to Anthony Weiner's laptop because she's married to the fucking creep. 
and and she's just just missing and like all this information is just like where's the wiener laptop oh no one's got it what an appropriate name for a laptop too i'll tell you dick pics to 15 year olds just totally normal totally normal someone in the chat steven in the chat just said uh, bill clinton's a hologram which wouldn't surprise me in this day and age. It wouldn't surprise me if he's a if he's a fucking hologram. Did it with Tupac. Did it with Tupac on the on the stage. I want to I want to get Teddy's I, I, Teddy. I want to get your. I, I, I'm sure I'm. I would imagine I can picture you, for only because I was on the Kevin Allen show this morning and you were hot in the chat, and I still can't get the picture in my head when you said that you were sitting there eating pizza in your underwear. I can't get that fucking vision out of my and that 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 picture out of my head. I'm imagining you sitting Indian style on your living room floor in your underwear, eating pizza, smoking a cigar, watching the January six hearings. <laughs> Why would anybody put themselves through that, Alan? Yeah, brother. I I have not watched them. No, I have not watched them. Neither have I. Nope. But I do. I do have an Adam Kinzinger story. You guys will love the Adam Kinzinger story. Let's hear it. So, I'm in D.C. and I'm outside of the Capitol Hill Club with a buddy of mine. He was buddies with a staffer for another congressman. Okay, so we're standing out front. His buddy was there and the other congressman was there and we're on the sidewalk having a conversation. Here comes Adam Kinzinger out of the Capitol Hill Club. And I look and I go and I go, holy shit. There's that crying bitch, Adam Kinzinger, right there. Kinzinger stops. And he looks at me, and he gives me this death look, okay? And I said, boy, don't poke the bear. If you know what's good for you, turn your head. Keep fucking walking. Keep on trusting. So my buddy, my buddy puts his head down and goes, oh, shit, here we go. As soon as Kinzinger stopped and looked at me, he put his head down. He goes, oh, shit. Because he knew. Like, he knew I was going to say something to him. He hightailed his little feminine ass right into the NRCC building. Like he literally jogged when, when I pointed at him and told him right into the NRCC building. And he probably had no business going into that building. He just had to look like he was going somewhere. He had to get away from it. I'm sure they love him in there. He's one of their favorites. He was definitely working the glory hole at the Capitol Hill Club, 100%, because that's where they all go to stroke their donors and, and, and beg for money is that fucking disgusting Capitol Hill Club. That's where they go. Well, brother, I'll tell you this. I had a girl on my staff who actually left the NRCC because she was so disgusted with what went on down there that she moved home to Pennsylvania and she worked on my campaign. Brother, the shit she told me that goes on in that NRCC building would not be surprised at all. That's how I found out that Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of the top donors to the NRCC. That's so disappointing. You think this is why this is why I'm so done with the two system party system, because you have these people come in that you seem they seem like the right people like oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's the right person, but she's she's not. She's a, another one who's been swallowed by the establishment, and they and maybe she's being blackmailed. Maybe maybe there's so many other different things that are going on that we're not aware of because they do play that game a lot. 
I'm, uh, so uh, who knows? But it's ridiculous. Like these places, these these GOP candidates, these people in Congress and Senate, they don't care about us. They they like they, they don't, don't they don't give a shit about us. They they only care about themselves and 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 keeping their their spot in this globalist swamp that 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 clearly exists they used to hide it but now they're they're no longer hiding it like the world economic forum is out there literally <laughs> advertising the great reset now like this is a conspiracy <laughs> five years ago james you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. they're not going to do anything like this they would never oh okay okay now they're How literally about, putting it all over their website what about all the cows they just killed in kansas and they say it was from the heat wave did you see that oh, teddy shit. I saw it. I saw it. How how long has it been hot in Kansas? Probably for the past freaking couple thousand years. Now all of a sudden cows are dying. Well, so 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 I shared it, and, and people were like, "It was because of the heat." Get your facts right. And I'm like, I'm like, if you really believe that ten thousand cows all died at once, they've been dealing with changing temperatures for centuries, for as long as they've existed. And you're telling me, like, if a couple hundred just passed away, maybe you'd have an ar- maybe you'd have an argument. But ten thousand cows all in one night—they keep changing the, the number. They keep changing I, the fucking I don't number. Care. I, don't, I don't care. What you saw in that video was a lot of fucking cows. It was a lot of cows. And th- to sit here and tell me that was all huh. done because of the heat, there's no way. Cows have been dealing with changing temperatures and high heats for, like Teddy said forever for a thousand hold on a second hold on a second oh what did i just do hold on hold on hold on we don't want to see you alan let's no one wants to see that let's come on i don't know why that's doing that hold on a second i wanted to uh, let me try you gonna put your meme up you're gonna put your meme up from earlier I, I, i wanted to share something but for some reason it's not it's not letting me uh it's not letting me do my uh my share hold on maybe it'll do this nope that's weird Hold on. Oh, alert. I, 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 I don't know why that wouldn't come up, but all right, never mind. I wanted, I had, I had the video here, the cows. I wanted to show you, but I can't bring it up. So fuck it. It's uh, it's it's wild. It's wild. It's uh, hold on. Let's see. Some people in the chat had something to say. I, I got a lot of stuff in the chat. Here we go. All right. So we we're talking about the cows. And we so uh, Peggy, Peggy, you should put where you're from. How can this be? Feed lots of shades with with misting systems, and why a a a, a vet from Canada? When uh, when we have thousands of livestock vets and inspector here in the USA, this looks like government work to me. Here here it comes, people. Yeah, I mean, is this art? Of all of the hey, – listen, this food shortage thing, it's by design. This isn't a fucking accident. This was orchestrated. We well, know that. I, I, have proof. I have proof. I have a friend. Uh, Nick's Nick's good friend works for a trucking company, and his trucking company is being paid to take the food and the goods that they have in their trailer and park it in these abandoned parking lots, let them sit there and go expire, and then get rid of them. They're well, being we- met- we we need we need that guy on 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 we need that guy to come on shows and talk I'm about trying, that. Trying to, I'm trying to. The, you're telling me that uh, almost two dozen food processing plants burned to the ground, three of which planes literally just fell out of the sky on top of them. Uh, the, the one of the world's largest egg. Dis- I know. Well, oh, it just happens. Three. Fang three- fang. Yeah, Fang Fang. Hey, 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 <laughs> kamikaze pilot. She was a kamikaze pilot. <laughs> that's, that's that's not racist. That's not, not racist. Not, not racist. Not, not the least bit. <laughs> not at all. 
But, so, but then, you, then, you have, then you have the world's largest egg, egg manufacturer, the country's largest egg manufacturer, burnt to the ground. Millions of chickens burnt to a crisp. You have you have all these things happening right now. Just just a coincidence as shelves are becoming empty and all of these things happening. You're telling me this is not manufactured. Come on. How do you not see this? I want to I want to run something by you guys. I started when I when I was talking about the January 6 hearings. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't watched them. <clears throat> Obviously, I'll watch the highlights because, hey, listen, it's, it's what we do. I talk about it on my show and things like that. But we know that this is all political theater, Teddy. We know this, that this is a smear campaign for Donald Trump. We know that this is now prime time. It's a, it's a, it's a really bad Hollywood – it's a failure of a Hollywood theatrical production, which the American taxpayer is paying for. because they, Yes, they hired an ex-president of ABC. I forget his name. Fuck him anyway. And they're pay, we're paying for this. The American taxpayer is paying for this. They're reading off teleprompters. It's all theater. They can't agree, whatever it is. No new information has come out, no new evidence. But here's the thing. And, Teddy, you were in law enforcement. You know that nobody needs evidence to arrest somebody, to put the bracelets on, to put the handcuffs on and arrest somebody. You don't need evidence for that. The evidence comes out in court. Now, we know that the January 6th committee is, is – and the hearings on primetime are nothing – more than to try to smear Donald Trump in the hopes that he will not be able to run in 2024. We know that. I think the January 6th committee and these hearings is the snake in the grass, and I'm going to make a prediction, and I hope I'm wrong, because I have a feeling that going into 2024, however long they drag this fucking committee out, that they are going to find a way with this politicized DOJ to charge Donald Trump with that bullshit charge of obstructing a governmental hearing, okay, with like all these other January 6th defendants, just so they could charge him and indict him and arrest him going into his plan to run for president in the United States. That's what I think this is all about. The end result is they want handcuffs on Donald Trump. They don't have any evidence to convict him. They don't have any evidence that he did anything of incitement. There's nothing there. There's nothing new. What did they have, three or four hearings already? We've heard nothing new. It's all the same bullshit. Opposite, telling people to go home. But – Merrick Garland and the DOJ, who's not apolitical, he's a political weapon of the left. He's a piece of shit, and mm -hmm. I think that they are. I I just there's this feeling in my gut, Teddy, that they are going to come out with an indictment for some bullshit charge, like obstru obstructing a, a a governmental hearing for Donald Trump, just to try in the public eye to smear him. What do you think? I think they're going to arrest him, but I don't think it's going to be for obstruction. Here's what I think the angle that they're looking to use. They're looking to use that the 2020 election was not stolen, that he did incite the uh, fake-ass insurrection. Um, Fed surrection. Yes. <laughs> what they're going to charge him with is raising money on false pretenses that they're trying to say that the election was not stolen. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump has been raising money 
saying that the election was stolen. So they're going to get him with some sort of fraud, campaign fraud. That's what they're going to charge him with. Obstruction is too hard to hit him with. Okay, it's an easier route for them to go get him on the campaign fraud issue. Hmm. That's interesting. I was just going to say that's an interesting take. And nothing um, surprises me. I'm not going to no. disagree with it. I mean, it's- no, they want it very bad. They've literally gone to the lengths of making up the Russia hoax and the P tapes and very excited for the Danchenko hearings and uh, the whole Ukraine hoax. They've, they've gone to great, great lengths to set this man up and, and, and destroy him. So nothing would surprise me at all. And not um, only did they not only did they make up the Russia hoax, James, they fucking convicted people over the Russia hoax, over something that no didn't fact. even happen. Yeah, they went to Roger Stone's house. Yeah, they, went to, they went to a 60, a 60, what was he, yeah. 68 at the time? They, they went to an old man's the, house, frogmen were jumping out of a boat. CNN was there before the feds. Well, well, and, and, and guys, we, 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 we talked about the January 6th commission a little bit before we went on the air here. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. McCarthy wanted to appoint Jordan. Pelosi said no. Right. Okay. There is no ranking minority member on this committee. It's an unconstitutional committee. Now, they just subpoenaed a friend of mine who did 60 days for going inside the Capitol. All right. He spent three and a half hours on a Skype with this attorney for the J6 commission. And the majority of questions they were asking him were about Steve Bannon and me. And. And, and it's like, I'm still waiting on my subpoena. Like, I feel like the fat kid that gets picked last at kickball, okay? Like, send me my shit, okay? If if you want to work around everybody else and question everybody else about me, okay, just send me a subpoena. And like I told you guys, I got two words for them. Fuck off. Because <laughs> you have no arrest authority, you have no warrant authority. It's not even a constitutional uh, inquiry, all right? You can't do it. So if you're going to subpoena me, subpoena me, please, because I really want to frame that and put that on the wall behind me, all right? So, that's that's what yeah. I want to do with my subpoena. Oh, nice little trophy. If, if you Exactly. Get, so so now, now I'm like in the – and now I like – you know, I collect political me- memorabilia. You know, I got fucking Roger Stone has given me a, a, a signed copy of his pardon. Um, I've I've asked. I just had Dinesh Souza on my show, and I asked him for a signed copy of his pardon. I had George Papadopoulos on my show. I asked him for a signed copy of his pardon. So, Teddy, if you get subpoenaed, I'm now going to want a signed copy of your <laughs> subpoena because I want all of this bogus crime memorabilia, memorabilia of political figures Brother, hanging in my office. <laughs> you'll get it because what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to take it to Staples and run like a thousand copies and sign all of them and sell them on my page. Listen okay? to me. Listen to me. Roger Stone, I'm going to give him a little plug, everybody. Go to, uh, I believe it's the uh, the stonezone.com and you can you can buy 
but I think it's for like 20 bucks. You could buy a real signed copy of Roger Stone's pardon. And that's what he does. That's what Roger Stone does. He sells it on his website. He sells signed copies of his pardon. And he sells a shit ton, a shit ton of copies of them. He's constantly, I don't know how he doesn't have writer's cramp. He keeps signing his pardon. He should just have a stack ready to go. Like just he does, he does. He has to keep getting them printed. I talk to all of the the people like that 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 works in the background with him on the campaigns, and they're like, "Yeah, we got to go make another five hundred copies of Roger Stone's Pardon because that's how many people are like go go signing onto the website and ordering a copy of his signed Pardon." But I I, I, I didn't pay for mine. He gave it to me. And I, I have it next to my signed copy of uh, – so I went to Donald Trump's inauguration. I actually at the time was – I'm in the uh, the Nassau County, New York Firefighters uh, bagpipe band, and we were nice. one of two bagpipe bands. It was us in the New York City Police Department that marched Donald Trump down Pennsylvania Avenue to the White House when he was inaugurated. So I was at the inauguration, have a, the invitation signed and everything. Like, it, 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 it's really cool. That's like a bucket list thing. Like, I was, I marched Pretty Donald fun. Trump down Pennsylvania Avenue to the White House when he was inaugurated. It's, president. Probably, it's so gay, people. but I'm proud of it. Go fuck yourself, okay. James. Cool. <laughs> uh, but no, while we're talking about January 6th and while we got you on, on Petty, uh, I want to bring to your attention, if you don't already know, uh, about our good friend Jeremy Brown. Are you Jeremy familiar Brown. with this? I'm not. I'm not. So, oh, wait, uh, James, I, not, not to interrupt you. Ro- Roger Stone just spoke about him on one of his shows on Lindell TV. Uh, I'm going to talk to Roger this week. Um, me and I'll, I'll, I can get, I'll get Jeremy on the show with him if he wants. And I, I will, to talk if, to if he can get him the well. call in, I, that's what I was going to ask you. I will tell Roger this week to see if he can get him the call in from jail. I want to, I want to, I want to get him on Teddy's show as well. So Jeremy Brown is a sergeant in our Green Beret. He's a veteran, uh, served, uh, uh, I believe, three tours over in Afghanistan, um, and a true American patriot. He was the person who blew the whistle uh, on the FBI. The FBI came to his house and asked him to infiltrate the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, and he. Because he ran intelligence for the Green Beret for so many years, he knew exactly what they were doing, and he recorded the conversation and blew the whistle on him. So he went to January 6th, never stepped foot in the Capitol. He was actually running security on the perimeter of the Capitol, and they charged him with trespassing. And wow. He's been in jail for, wow, probably almost eight and a half months now. He's been in jail down in Florida, federal federal prison down in Florida, and uh, he's being treated like garbage um and he's a veteran in our in, in our green beret one of the baddest dudes on the planet and yeah he, he's the wrong wrong dude to mess with but he even said like when you hear him when we had him on the show he's like man I, there's still many nights where there's tears on my pillow man like i'm not gonna be a hero like uh that, that breaks my heart because this man sacrificed so much for us and literally did nothing didn't even go inside the capitol building and has been in jail for eight and a half months um so uh, I wanted to bring that to your attention and maybe possibly have him as, as a guest on your show because that would be that would be awesome. Absolutely. He, he calls in from jail. We got to have him on a Freedom Friday too. I literally, yeah, yeah. as I'm sitting here, James, yeah. I just text Roger and told him that my good friend James Curry from We the People Radio is friends with the January 6th defendant Jeremy Brown, and in the hopes that maybe he can get him the call into uh, the Stone well, Zone. I'll, so 
girl, I'll text his girlfriend tomorrow and I'll set that up. Uh, yeah, do ASAP. it and do it. He does it Monday to Friday. So if we could figure it out, I can coordinate and, and hopefully get that going because we need to get his message out there. Yeah, he only has, it's, it's crazy. He only has a half hour and, and he definitely does need to get his message out there because. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Are sitting in jail for what? They charged him with trespassing. Like, the only yeah. reason he got arrested is because he blew the whistle on the feds because we knew the feds were trying to set something up. Like that's literally the only reason. And they got they arrested him months after it happened. It's 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 insane. It's insane. well, like I said, brother, I, I I was there, I was there, and you know I would have felt completely comfortable where I was in the crowd having my son next to me holding my hand. Like like that's how patriotic it was. I met so many people from across the country. And then you got these jackasses in the liberal media. Okay, most of them, if you look at their Twitter profile, they're writing books on January 6th. So that's why they're trying to keep it alive. All right. So, like most of them, they they just they they make shit up. So I, I told you guys about the one shit rag who who said that I was on the steps of the Capitol. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't on the steps of the Capitol. The Washington Post reached out to me probably six, seven weeks ago. And they said to me, they were like, so we don't have any proof that you weren't inside the Capitol on January 6th. There's cameras like, everywhere. What do you well, mean? And, 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 and here's the thing. I told them, I was like, guys, I'm six foot four, 300 pounds. Trust <laughs> me, you'd have seen me. Okay. They got and the I little said, old lady. They got the little old lady waving her flag. You can't miss. I Teddy. know, but I told him. I said, "You can't prove I wasn't at your mom's house that day either." Okay, <laughs> so f off. Conversation I over. I so love you. I, I, I just, I just got owned by Roger Stone. He just texted me back. I must have missed that show. He goes, "I'm way ahead of you." Jeremy Brown called into his show last week. Oh, Son no. of yeah. So, so he's already been on the Stone Zone. He literally, he's texting with me right now. I didn't. You fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess I miss that show. I try. I try to watch a show all the time. You know, um, when he can't, when he, when he, uh, when when he can't host his show, he 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 asks me to uh, to guest host his show, and I feel bad because he asked me to guest host his show yesterday, and I had to say no because I was having Dinesh D'Souza on my show. I'm like, ah, sorry, I can't do it, Roger. I'm kind He's of a big deal. I can't. I'm, 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 kind, I'm kind of a big deal, James, if you haven't fucking realized it yet. I guess so. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be the co-host of your show, dude. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're such a blowjob. Teddy, I want to hear about – I want to hear about the Teddy AR-15. Oh, All right. Hold up. I know you have it behind you. This motherfucker has an AR-15 made, James, tailored and named after him. All right. There it is. So, there it is. The Coyote Hunter. Here's this bad son of a bitch right here. Okay? There it is. So, here, let me hold this up to the... I have to look at it. Look on, at that. Get them. Oh. Okay, oh, that, now, look at, the, look at the safe and fire switch. Move it over a little bit to your... To move, the other way. There it is. Let's see. It, it's blurry, but tell us what it says. All right. It says, send it for fire. And don't send for safe. Okay? <laughs> On the back, you'll love this. You'll love this. That is a great weapon. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's okay, awesome. But then, but then on the bar, it's engraved America first. 
Okay. I, I see that. Oh, yeah, there it is. All right. So this weapon here, I did a tour of General Manufacturing Company out in Bethel Park, Pennsylvania. These guys are a family business, and they design or they actually make weapons for the U.S. military. So they are getting into their civilian models. And I told them, I was like, bro, these are badass. And they're like, you want to design one? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to design one. So I told them everything that I wanted on the rifle, told them the paint scheme. I need something that is going to be like a competition grade shooter, but yet rugged enough for me to take into the woods and beat on it. All right. And this is what we came up with. It's got a three pound drop trigger. All right. Uh, the safety of fire switch on most ARs, they're a 90 degree switch. Yeah. This uh, one's set at 45 degrees. So it's, nice. it's a, it's a, it's a quick flip, uh, super lightweight. Now, obviously I put the optics on afterwards. I got my predator light on there at the end. Yeah. Move okay, it over a little that. in front of you. Yeah. Move it a little in front All of your right. face. In front of my face, but then people don't want to watch it because I'm nobody, so fucking nobody sexy. Wa- no, but nobody right? wants to see a 90s wrestler right now. We're looking at your yeah, fucking gun. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what they did is they took my optics rings and my light ring. Hold on, let me move it this way. Yeah. And they took the ring for the light, and they had that Cerakoted the same color Paratone. as the rest of my rifle. All right? Wow. And these guys, and I told them, I said, hey, since you guys did this, man, put your logo real big on the front, all right? Get some. I said, en- engrave that real big on there, General Manufacturing Company I out like in that. Bethel Park. Now, this one here, it's actually engraved and registered as the Teddy 15 serial number TD. Zero 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 one. It's a fucking collector's item right there. Okay. So this is my baby. It's not a wall hanger. I take it out in the woods. I hunt with it. I shoot it. Um, and it's on, man. Like like this son bitch, I got a six by twenty-four by fifty uh optic on here at two hundred and fifty yards. I'm putting bullets through the same hole. Oh, that's okay. Fucking great. So like this thing, like, hey, rob my house, motherfuckers. See what happens. Okay. You know, I, I know you have a badass range. I guess maybe it's near your house. And it you is. Know, it is. It's a fucking small world because my family has a house in the same, I'm not going to name it because we don't want people coming after us. In the same, Brother, de- in the same, you, you see what I'm holding. <laughs> you see what I'm holding. This one will get them when they come in the gate. I got another one that'll get them as they come down the street. I got a third one dialed in for the end of my driveway. I love it. And then, and then I just got a red dot for if they make it to my house. Okay. So, so I, my family has a, a house right on the lake in the same development of yours. It's sleep yeah. 20. Okay. But, but producer Bob of the Patriot podcast network. Fucking love producer Bob. He has a house in the same development also. Oh, no kidding. Yes. That's awesome. So we, 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 we both have houses in the same development 
Um, I'm 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 pretty sure probably blocks away from each other. It's such a small world. So I was told probably to, see it through my scope. Yeah, I'm, yeah <laughs> probably can. Okay, look, can I ask you a question? Are you near the lake, the the the, the, the bigger lake? Uh, yes. Do you have a lot of Trump flags on your property? No. Okay, so that's well, somebody on 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 the side of my garage. I do, but you can't see it from the street. All right. So 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 my wife was there not too uh, last summer, and she was on a kayak with my daughter, and she was in the lake, and uh, there was a house there with tremendous Second Amendment and Trump flags. Nice, nice. And she was like, "I wonder if that was Teddy Daniels' house." And I'm like, "I'm not sure. I don't know where he lives in the in the in the well, development." I live on that side. Okay. Okay. And I can literally walk a quarter mile to the lake. Okay. So so you're oh so, so you're a quarter mile from where I am. Okay. So you're right there. So yeah. what I'm what we're doing, I think in um probably July, I think I'm gonna go down there for a week. I'm gonna go and and, oh, and, and be at the house yeah. for a week. I think I'm going to invite Kevin Allen from the Kevin Allen show to come for a little, for a few days. Um, I'm going to bring some weapons and I want, I have two long range rifles and a few other things that uh, I I need help dial in a little bit on the optics. I got you. So I I think, I I think we're going to play and uh, my nine year old, she is so, all right. So I'm, I'll talk about gun safety for a minute. I am a firm believer. I'm sure Teddy, you'll agree, because you have little Jack Daniels running around. How old is Jack? He just turned five. He just, just turned, turned five. five. All right. Um, I, I get I get mistaken for his grandfather all the time <laughs> because I got a young hot wife. And so, you, and you, you know. look like a '90s WWF wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Hey, brother. And I still kick ass. Yeah. I can still kick <laughs> ass though, man. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. I just. I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. Hey, I just turned 47. I just turned 47. I just turned 47. Yeah, bullshit, motherfucker. Are you serious? I swear to you God. You look a hell of a lot fucking older than 43, you know bro. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I turned 43 on June 6th, motherfucker. It's the white beard. I know it's white. I know. I know. But, but I'm 47, Okay. And 95% of dudes in their 20s, I'll still kick the shit out of them. So, you know, hey, when I was in the Army, I I went in the Army late. People said I had old man strength. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's that's what I was to say in the fight community when you're older heads. Old man strength. I believe well, you. Hey, so, brother, so, you'll you'll appreciate this. I was I was a hand to hand combat defensive tactics instructor as a cop for fifteen years. Oh, awesome! Before before I went in the military, I studied martial arts for years. I boxed, I wrestled, I did all that stuff. Uh, played Division One football at West Virginia. Oh, did you? Uh, really? Yeah, it was uh, I, was I, that was the only Division One football game I've ever been to? Was West Virginia versus TCU? My cousin went there. No shit. Okay, nice. Yeah. So I, I was a starting guard at West Virginia. And before that, I power lifted competitively. So, you know, all these dudes that talk shit, you know, every once in a while, you'll see them out on the street. And they remember real quick, they're not on Facebook anymore. You oh, know, quickly. But the thing is, the, the funny thing is, Teddy, you're you look at, uh, at a person like you, you're like, fuck, that's a big motherfucker. I don't want to mess with him. People look at me 
I'm five foot ten, uh, 180 pounds. You're like, ah, let him mess you're, with him. You're, 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 you're walking into. You're five ten. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna tell you guys a story. All right. So you're four foot eleven, and you're legally classified a midget. Almost. Almost. A sixty-year-old midget with the with the with the beard. Motherfucker! I tell you what. With You know what, Teddy? When we do hang out, first thing I'm doing is kicking you in the fucking shin. It's the first thing I'm doing. <laughs> so I'm on on a on a on a good day. I'm five five. My driver's license says five five, but sometimes I'm five four. All right. I'm uh. Get the Robert De Niro booster shoes, dude. That's right. You're, hey, you're the same height as Tom Cruise, man. That's okay. I smacked the shit out of that. So you're so, a little older, man, but you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell us, I'm gonna tell a story. Tom Cruise is probably around 43. Maybe older. Uh, he's older than me. So I was, um, how old was I at the time? I think I was like 19 years old, right? So I'm in a bar. I'm in a bar in a, a college bar where I grew up and uh, I'm, you know, five, four me. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a little nothing. I didn't have the goatee at the time. I had the, you know, the, 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 the smooth, the, the, the smooth, clean shaven face. Yeah. So well, I think it was like, it was, it was 1972. Fuck you, James. So, <laughs> so I'm there and this, <laughs> my parents died. All the college football and lacrosse, lacrosse team was in the bar, right? And I'm just there hanging out with some local friends from the town, you know, that, that the bar is in. And uh, big school. And some girl just started talking to me. I don't know what she was thinking. We were just bullshitting. Honestly, it was, it was, it was innocent, just bullshit talk. And this guy comes up to me, and he's hammered, and he decides that I was the target, and he was going to kick the shit out of me that night. And this guy, Teddy, honestly, he looked a lot like you, except he had hair and, and no goatee. He was tremendous, yeah. this guy. He was on the football team. And I, I, I'm, 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 I'm good at talking my way out of shit. And I was like, this guy is going to fuck me up. What am I going to do? Because this place was known for big bar fights. Like people were taking out yeah. on stretches all the time. And I'm like, this is my night, bro. Here it comes. So I go, listen. <laughs> And even the girlfriend was like, his girlfriend was like, no, I, I was just talking to him. He offered to buy me a drink. It, it, it was fine. This guy wasn't having it. So he grabs me by the shirt. And I was drinking a Coors Light. I'll never forget it. And I hate Coors Light. And I have a tall neck. I have a bottle in my hand. And I go, it's do or die. Do I want him to pummel the shit out of me? Or do I want to maybe have another minor injury that maybe I could just deal with for a few weeks? So I look at him. And I look and I go... I just want my mommy, and I bit the long neck bottle. I bit the the, the top of it off. I put Jesus it in my mouth, bro. and I bit Little it off the yep. bottle. <laughs> I, I'd be walking away, man. I'd yep. be walking away, but like, yep, ain't fucking with this dude. And nope. my two my two friends I was with were like, what the fuck? And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck did I just do? And I had a lot of drinks in me. And I, I, I bit the fucking tall neck bottle off. I bit it off. Yeah, and it's glass in my mouth. I love this. They're like, oh, man, we mentally unstable. This fucking <laughs> all I taste, Teddy, all I taste is blood in my mouth. And I know yep. it's running down my fucking face, right? He looks at me and he doesn't know what the fuck to do. And his friend, there's this other giant guy, but black guy. And he goes, 
yo, let's get the fuck out of here because there's blood gushing out of my mouth. Now I look over and there's bouncers coming from the front door coming over. They they throw them out like what happened? They thought he hit me and somebody goes, no, he just bit the top of the bottle off. He's a sick fuck. And I walk out of the, I, I, I'm like trying to like now, all right. You're better I like pull your pants down and be like, yeah, you want to fight now? Like, what, I'm trying what? not to, I'm trying not to fucking breathe because I don't want to inhale any fucking glass, right? That it might be in my mouth. So I'm like spitting out glass, whatever. I walk out of the bar, I get in my friend's car and I'm like literally where the bar was. Well, I'm not even, it was like 10 blocks from the emergency room and I get in the car and I go, just drive me over to the ER. I probably need stitches in my mouth. And believe it or not, I only needed five stitches. I only Holy needed five shit. stitches in my mouth. I made out good, but it was just so it was so vascular that it bled a lot. Do you think? Do you think that you would have had more stitches if you just took the beating like a fucking <laughs> James? James, I'm te- I'm telling you, I would have ended up in the hospital probably with you a fucking cat scan. You should like you. You should have. Dropped to knee and punched him in the dick. You were better off doing something like like what is wrong with fighting? Because fighting then, then the fight would have he was he had friends there. They, the, like half the team was there, and I just thought I'm thinking on my feet, and I don't even yeah. know where it came yeah, out of my head. Clearly, you weren't thinking on your feet, biting glass. You fucking looted. <laughs> it worked. It worked. And literally, I looked at him and goes, "I want my mommy," and I bit the fucking I head of. Him. Said I want. We totally glazed over the fact that you said this before you finished. <laughs> <laughs> I said I want my mommy. But like, should have just taken your beating and just went home and licked yeah. your wounds like everybody else. Just yeah. fucking got. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I want my mommy, and I bit the fucking neck off the cause light bottle. So that. <laughs> That was yeah. It, it was an interesting night, and I think back, and I'm like, wow, that's. I, the next day, I wake up with a horrible hangover, and I have stitches in my mouth, and uh, I, I I remembered a lot of it, but I some of it I forgot. I I forgot that I said, hey guys, I want my mommy. You, oh, you hold on, everything call? just went dead. I don't know what happened. What do you got? Oh, hold on. We oh, there oh, you go. I'm Come here. Back. I'm here. Hey, back. hey, just to let you guys know, Alan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'd have walked away from that shit, too, okay? I'd be like, hey, I'm not fucking with this little dude who's biting fucking bottles. Yeah, yeah, no. I- um, <laughs> well, but, but, guys, I got to bounce. It's that time. I, you got to go do what you got to do, man. I be, respect that. Before you leave, Teddy, please, Yeah. I need you to give us uh, give everybody uh, where they can find your show. I know you're on Rumble, the name of your show again, your social media. We, we, we need to – you're a – you're not a new voice in the movement, but you're a new voice in the actual podcasting world. And we have to get mm-hmm. your show out there and do everything we can to get people to listen to you. So tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, I'm on Gab under Teddy Daniels, uh, blue check mark. Uh, Teddy Daniels on Facebook, blue check mark. Twitter, they took my blue check mark. Fuck Twitter. But I'm still on there. Uh, obviously, Rumble, uh, In the Trenches with Teddy Daniels. Our website is going to be done in the next week or so. That's going to be going up. Uh, and that's going to be teddydaniels.tv. And uh, True Social, I'm on there again as Teddy Daniels. So when you look for Teddy Daniels, you're going to find a bunch of ugly fuckers on there. All right? <laughs> I'm the sexy one. 
All right. I'm the one. You'll see this fucking mug and you'll be like, that's that sexy dude right there. Yeah. So that's well, the one you can follow. I will. Uh, I'll, 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 Everybody, we'll, I will get everybody, you know, I'll put all your stuff in the show notes. We'll promote your show. We'll get you out there. I'm telling you, and, I, and James will concur. We, so we have Freedom Friday every week. And any time you decide you have a bug up your ass and you want to come on Freedom Friday, it's always live. We always do it same time. You are more awesome. than welcome. Anytime you want to come on, always. We'll clear the schedule. Teddy Daniels is coming, Teddy, Teddy Daniels is coming on <laughs> to fucking spit fire. Oh, oh that's badass, guys. Thank yo. And this was fun, man. I enjoyed this shit tonight, man. And, I really did. This was awesome. And yeah, we will do anything for you, what you need to help you with your show. We are here for you because we have to be if in this together. Any, hey, I, any I, setup, I, anything that you need, we'll gladly, gladly help you and point in the right direction. Always. You guys are awesome. And and I just want to play this as my outro. Go okay. do it. Do it. Hold on, I'm trying. There we go. Fucking phone. Oh, we know you're old. Yeah, I know. Now you're Hold on, man. You're fucking me up. Oh, there we go. That's why. Yeah, you guys remember this shit, don't you? I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Teddy Daniels. You notice the bad shit right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Freedom Friday with Teddy Daniels, everybody. <laughs> there he hey, is. In hey the guys, trenches with hey, Teddy Daniels. You know, when you said, when I get a bug up my ass, that's like 24-7, 365. Hey, so you, I will be back. Anytime. And said, hey, hey, you got Friday open? We'll, we'll clear the schedule. You're welcome anytime, dude. We had a blast, man. You're, you're oh, that's awesome, man. This was fun. Thank Ted, you, guys. Teddy Daniels, everybody. In the trenches with Teddy Daniels. Go check him out. Teddy. We'll see you soon. Love you guys. Thank you. This was awesome. See you soon. Ah, wow, Teddy that was Teddy dude, fucking Daniels. One of us. One of us. Absolutely. Teddy's Teddy's great. Teddy's great. Teddy. Big penis energy out of Teddy. Big penis energy out of Teddy. That's the penis. You guys just knock knees when he walks around. He's just out here knocking knees. Guys, the guys, the fucking man. Um, He's a that good was guy. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's good to hear, you know, people that have ha have some conversations and inside knowledge of things that are going on, and uh, you know, it's good to hear that people are not just towing the line. And he is a man uh, of his word, and truly is who he is. Like he's he's like us. Like when I say he's one of us, um, you know, he he is who he is on air and off air. He's not going to change for anybody, mm -mm. Uh, and that's what I like about him. He's an authentic dude. And there's not many, you, you, you know, you talk to people in this community and, and in, in the conservative movement and the, the MAGA movement, there's a lot of fucking phonies, a lot of fakes, a lot of, fakes. A lot of people, oh, they're so it's, it's ridiculous. And, uh, when you see, and you, you talk to people like Teddy, who's just a hundred percent himself all the time, he just doesn't give a fuck. It's awesome. I fucking love it. And I love people like him and we need more of it. Um, that was an awesome conversation. Absolutely. He, um, you know, he's a genuine guy's regular guy. He, yes. he, he dipped his toe into the political pool and he, he had major yeah. momentum. Um, he got fucked by the establishment and, you know, literally the woman that beat him for Lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania had $5 million of seedy dark money 
flooded into her because they needed they needed Teddy Daniels to lose. And Teddy was running <clears throat> alongside of Doug Mastriano, who won the um the 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 primary for uh for governor. And uh-huh. you know, it's <clears throat> you know, a lot of states have elected lieutenant governors, and there are a lot of states that have you know, uh, appointed uh, lieutenant governors by the 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 governor who who wins or who's running. Um, he doesn't. There's no bullshit with him. You know, he he became viral because of his his campaign ad. His campaign, his campaign ad, yeah, his campaign ad went viral, which you know was him shooting guns. You had him landing in helicopters and all this stuff. And for you know, we didn't even get into it. I I didn't want to. Uh, I, I don't know if he wants to talk about it all the time, but Teddy Daniels is <clears> – he was on my show a while back. You can find the episode when he was running for Congress, and he was he was a – I don't want to say a different Teddy Daniels. He was a refined running for office Teddy Daniels, which I get. You have to do certain things. You he's off the leash. That's why I said yes. You can't be, you know, you know, swigging Heineken, smoking cigarettes, fuck this guy, fuck that guy when you're running for yeah. office. It is what it is. So oh, he, he wouldn't be able to name names like he did today. Like the fact that he was, he actually put people on blast. I, I, I really in, enjoyed that because we need that. Hundred percent. And he, um, so he was a cop, I believe, for like fifteen years, and then he was, he joined the army at like thirty-four years old and scored really high. I forget the name of the uh, exam, but scored really high on it. And when he walked into the recruiter's office, he has a story where they were like, oh, well, whose father are you? And he was like, no, I'm here to sign up. And, you know, they were like, they, they, they took it as a joke and he took the test and he was like, well, based off your fucking results of your test, you could do whatever the fuck you want. What do you want to do? And he looks at him and goes, I want to go infantry. And they're like, dude, you're like 34, 35 years old. You want to go fucking infantry? And he does. And he goes infantry and he gets deployed. And I believe it was in Afghanistan. And he, there's a video, Matt went viral also, he was on Tucker Carlson for it, but there's a video of him in a firefight. He was, uh, you know. That video, yeah. Yeah, so he was like uh, bunkered down on a hillside, it looked like. And I don't remember the amount, I don't want to talk out of my ass, but he was shot a couple times. And he had a helmet cam on, so he had the whole thing recording and he was shot. And... You know, he got his purple heart <clears throat> from 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 his obviously Which injuries. Is on Don Donnie's desk, sitting on Donnie's desk, and uh, you know he he's had quite the life. You know, he was actually James. He was also at one point in his life. He he did. Um, I think he again. If I'm talking out of my ass, if Teddy, you're watching the rest of the show. Um, oh, what he's doing? He, uh, he's, yeah. He's- I, He's not worried about us right now. Come on, dude. <laughs> Come on. Let's yeah. be real. The Go lady, ahead. the lady came a calling, but we won't. You know. <laughs> um. Night. Teddy's having a good time. God bless him. God bless him. I think. Um. He. Uh, I think he did like security. He was in the uh, cannabis industry for a little while. Like I, he he at one time oh, was a. Yeah, he was at one time an an entrepreneur. I was what I was a little nervous. He might be a little offended that I'm smoking weed, but then I was like, "No, nah, this guy doesn't give a fuck." Mm-mm. No, he doesn't. <laughs> As a matter of fact, before he came on the show, 
he was all like, we, you know, um, I, I get a, a text message from him probably at least once a day or every other day now. And, we, you know, we, we bullshit and talk. And he goes, um, uh, hey, what are the rules of the show on Friday? And I'm like, well, there are no fucking rules. Like, we're, we're it's Freedom Friday. Me and James kind of, a, you know, James does his show on Tuesdays. I do my show a few days a week. And, and, and you know, that's. I don't I don't do what I do on Fridays on my on on the other shows all the time. You know, we we, we let loose, we get a little crazy. And uh I said there's no rules. James will be smoking weed, I'll be smoking cigars, you know, bring your cigars, bring your whiskey and uh, let's have a good time. So he was all happy about that. And you know, again, even when before we were on the air, he was like, "All right guys, what are the rules of the show? I don't want to offend anybody or anything." I'm like, "There are no fucking rules." Uh, offend anybody you can who gives a shit if people don't want want to listen and watch they'll click that x in the right corner of their screen we should we should have referenced our fat phobia episode oh my god like, yeah, it's a whole episode that we went on for two hours about hating fat uh, fat people and uh it didn't go over too well no i got attacked on social media oh you got a fat phobia no all right so there's a difference there's a difference i'm not sitting here making fun of fat people i'm making a point that being fat is not fucking healthy and the movement that they're trying to pull and push that the fucking being fat is healthy Go fuck yourself. Being fat is not healthy. And don't send that message to kids because you don't want kids becoming diabetics when they're 12 years old because when they're 12 years old, they're 400 fucking pounds, you fucking morons. No, listen, I, I, I have a big – like I so I got into a car accident. I got seriously injured, and I haven't been able to work out in a very, very long time. You should time. play the violin music while you're saying that. I should actually. The sad, sad I mean, music. Now we're gonna now so, we're gonna hear uh, about James' unfortunate car accident. Everybody, uh, yeah, I don't give a shit about the car accident. I, I just started working out again. Uh, th- today I just finished my second week back in the gym, and uh, and I, I I love seeing people that are overweight and fat at the gym. I love those people. Like I have so much respect because it's so difficult. Like I haven't been able to work out for almost almost six years. Right. And I'm I'm I, for me I'm fat. Me personally I'm fat because I used to be a professional athlete and I used to be in great shape my entire life. And for me personally I'm fat and I feel it in my joints and my knees. But it's it's very difficult to get back on that saddle and and work like my body is killing me. Like, it's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like just lifting my arms hurt and just doing regular things, walking, just bending down to take a shit. It, it fucking hurts. Like (laughs) it's terrible. So I have the utmost respect for people that are actively trying to change their life and, 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 and do something different. But I, what I have an issue with is the people that just sit there like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm big boned. Like this is genetics. Like I'm just fat. Like it is what it is. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like I have right. a big issue with those people. Like if you're injured, you can't physically work out. You can't do those things. But then again, I know this dude. This dude. Uh, Ra- uh, no, it's not Ralph. What's his fucking name? Uh, I forget his fucking name. But I, I, I'm, I'm good friends with him on Instagram. And he got into a car accident in his twenties. Now he's, he's paralyzed, and he's fucking doing full blown pull ups with his wheelchair in his fucking hand. And I'm like, yo, dude. <laughs> I need to stop complaining and bitching like about my injuries. You're out here fucking being a savage. And he was a ma- major motivation for me to get back in the gym. 
uh, you know, seeing his his issue, and he's like fucking killing it, climbing fucking ropes, got a wheelchair, and I'm like, man, I'm a fucking bitch. Uh, I got to I got to fix. So I've been going back to the gym, but uh, it's been fucking fun. Alan, you, 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 you're you're really getting a little pudgy there. You should do the gym too. Go fuck yourself, pudgy. You know, let me tell you something, motherfucker. So <laughs> since since Thanksgiving, the week before Thanksgiving, November, I got on a scale and I'm like, I was the biggest I ever was. I was fucking tremendous. I was 217 pounds. Wow, I'm five foot four. But I've I, I will. Been pounds in my life. But I will say, like. I have very skinny legs. I hold my weight in my midsection and my chest is like very broad. Like I'm very barrel chested. I'm 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 thick in my chest. Like if you're I short and stocky. You're like I'm you're sure, like a uh, like an English bulldog. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. So hold on a second. So <coughs> um perfect blowing height. So whatchamacallit, uh I'm like, oh, this is no good. You know, my favorite food is pasta, bread, right? I love pop fucking pasta. I, I do. I love carbs, 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 actually, carbs, carbs, carbs. This episode, I'm actually making some pasta after this. Yeah. So, I went on this strict. I went on this strict. I'm like, I'm done. I'm cutting out carbs. I'm cutting out sugar, and I did it. I did it. And like that was in November. Like right now, I'm. 180 pounds so and i'm and i'm maintaining that and i could probably i've never i'm gonna be honest i've never i don't i don't remember ever weighing myself and being less than 180 pounds so you know i'm 43 years old i've i've never been tremendously fat or anything like that but um it's uh I feel so much better. I'm not eating carbs. I do have my cheat days. I eat, I, I carb out one day a week. Or if I'm not going to completely carb out one day a week, I'll have a little carbs, maybe one or two days. And then, you know, my body just burns it off more. Mm-hmm. I, I will tell you if I carb out like fucking crazy how it was going when I was doing the weight loss from when I was 217 to the, to the 180 I'm at now. I would, I would, when I mean carb out, I'd have, I'd have six slices of pizza. I'd have a fucking pound. Oh, I'm about to go eat a half pound of pasta to the face. I would eat a pound of pasta myself. And three, four days later, three or four days later, I would be down two pounds. My body would be like, holy shit, let's burn this shit. Let's burn the shit. I don't exercise. I don't go to the gym. I don't do any of that. I mean, I'm active oh, all day is- long. Your diet is the most important thing. Like that's people don't get it, and people they they get on these strict diets, and I think it's the dumbest fucking thing ever. It's so dumb because so many people get on these strict diets, and they're sitting there and they're like, "Oh, I'm on this 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 diet and that diet," and and they they go for a week, they do a great job, and then they fucking cheat and they they feel shitty about themselves. They're like, "Ah, oh, I fucking cheated," and then then they they just. They go, they go back into their old habits very quickly. You uh, need to find a diet that works good for you. Yes. You need to find a diet that, that like works with your lifestyle and what you eat. And, and I, unless it's the vegan diet, like you should not eat the vegan diet. Yes. Um, you're an idiot. But uh, right, no, listen, I should. Go I, got a, I got a little surprise for you. 
All right. I, like I got a little right. surprise for you, motherfucker. I was doing a little dance. I was doing a little dancing on the text message. Yeah, he, was, he was lighting up the chat. And I wanna I wanna bring in somebody very, very, very special. I wanna bring in Iowa boy, Catalyst Jones. How did I fucking know? <laughs> what the fuck is up, you guys? <laughs> now you just got it. All right, a catalyst. Are you in the shot? You have to move over a little bit more. Or what am I? Uh, the other way. The oh, other no, way. Keep going a little bit more. A little bit more. No, the other way. The other way. All right, you're hey, good. Catalyst. Right there. Now you're perfect. Now we can see that that beautiful hey, face of yours. Catalyst, well, welcome to the show. Glad <laughs> to have you here. I just wanted to let you know. Fuck you. But- hey, thank you, brother. I appreciate that, man. Yes. Yes. Love, fuck dude. you, too. I love it. What Everybody out there, our good friend Catalyst Jones, host of the White Rabbit podcast, the unbelievable graphic artist who did the show graphic for this show and obviously for Freedom Friday. Catalyst, what's up, my brother? How's it going, guys? Hey, I can't hear you in my ears. I'm hearing you from my computer. So do you hear me okay? Or I can you? hear you fine. Your audio is great. I can hear you. And I don't really give a fuck how you hear us as long as you hear us. It's so funny. I was going to wear my white rabbit shirt today. And then I saw this shirt hanging. The only reason I wore this shirt is just so pre-show I can say, hey, Alan, fuck you. Well, the problem is I don't have I don't have a fucking white rabbit t-shirt. Otherwise, I'd fucking rock that shit. It's oh, wait. Pretty bad. Hold on. So, so, so now your audio is fucked up, Catalyst. Now your audio is fucked up. Now, now you sound like a robot. Yeah, I don't robot. know what just happened. Well, what the fuck just happened? Like, this is where he's going to get all mad. He's going to. Hold he's on. He's probably going to get beers in him and he's going to raise his throat. I guess we're just going to have to go with the older AirPods. How's that? Yeah, but you're. you're, you're, you're oh, audio, you're, heart alert. Hold on. You're, heart you're, alert, class. We'll we'll fix this, people. We'll fix this because that's what we do. But your audio sounds oh, you no, no, no. We can hear you, but you sound like a robot. Hey, you're you're mad, fucking robotic. Go out and come back in. Okay. Go out and come back in. Okay was okay. When he he'll, said okay. he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. We'll get this going. Catalyst is great. You know, this is what happens when you do live shows. You have technical difficulties. And um, it it happens. It happens. It'll be back. It'll be back in a second. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. (laughs) He'll be back in a second. He'll be back. This is this is what happens. It's fine. It's technical difficulties. We'll be okay. We'll get through it. We're not. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. It's Freedom Friday. We're out here having fun. You know, lots of shenanigans. Lots of good times. I don't know what 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 the hell. Catalyst is what's wrong with his stuff. He's been doing this for long enough. Gotta get together. <laughs> Catalyst just is- made me an awesome, an awesome intro, an intro video um, for uh, my daily rants. That uh, hold on, I think he's back. Hold on a second. Hold on. Start doing daily rants. I I, I think I'm. Gonna, I was literally thinking about doing something similar. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, Catalyst, you back? You good? Yeah, can you guys hear me better now? Yeah, it's perfect. Don't touch a fucking thing. You're perfect. So I was just telling James, I was just telling James, um, that you did this awesome, uh, 
awesome intro for me for my daily rant. So I don't know if you saw it, James, but I put out. I did my... with all the static screams. It's, it's pretty fucking cool. No, 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 no. I, 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 well, I put out my one before I had that. I, I put out my, uh, my first, you know, like eight to 10 minute rants. I put out one about, uh, my experience with, uh, my local Starbucks the other day. Did you get, did you see it at all or no? No, I, I, I saw it posted, but I did not see the actual video. No, because you play, didn't care. Because you didn't care. No, no, and go fuck yourself. I you did. did. No, you, you, you did. Catalyst, you didn't care. What do you think? Uh, Probably you didn't care. Yeah. Well, honestly, I've been very, I've been actually staying away from news and social media pretty, pretty heavily the past couple of days, past week, week and a half. It's kind of needed a detox. It's, it's probably good for the mental. Yeah, definitely. I've needed it, man. You got to do that every once I've in a while. It because of news that I got about about Marley. Um, Can I tell you, I, I'm I am not going to allow you to put us into depression about your dog. I'm not going to allow no, it because no no, 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 I'm just saying I haven't. It's like, fucking as depressing. Far, as far as like when you ask what I'm doing and what what why I haven't seen your fucking Starbucks video. It's because I fucking don't give a shit about social media right now. I'm just trying to keep it away and just clear my head and not fucking focus on this shit. So that's why I haven't seen your fucking Starbucks video. Fuck you. Hey, I haven't seen that shit either, Alan. My bad. Uh, hey, you guys, that was a great fucking interview you just had, huh? That was what an, what an amazing We don't do interviews on Freedom <laughs> Friday. No, what a... That was a that was a hangout, right? That was yeah, a hangout. Good. That's what Freedom that Fridays all that. Teddy Daniels is fucking awesome. He, yeah, I mean, yeah, massive. Catalyst, what do you got going on? What's going on with you? Uh, shit, man. You know, I'm behind the scenes on a lot of different things right now, and uh, also I just had a really, really awesome interview last night well i don't want to call it an interview just like you guys just said but um we had ryan dean on the show last night with me and sean chris and it was probably one of the best shows that white rabbit has ever done i will say and your the fucked up thing is yeah and zoom can go fuck themselves because for the past three episodes for some reason i can't find my video in the cloud really i i don't i don't I don't fuck with Zoom anymore. I try not to unless I have to. I'm actually um, going to cancel my my uh, subscription to Zoom. The month my pro subscription with them. I don't so, use it anymore. So I have what do you guys it. Think about, uh, have you ever got? Have you guys ever tried Riverside or Zencaster? I'm never using anything besides OBS ever again. So so uh, Zen. Well, that's where you guys. Yeah. You can still record your show on, on OBS and not have it be a live show. So before I used OBS, I used Zencaster, which I have as a backup, and I pay for it. But um, I haven't used it in a while. Um, I, I've recently realized that a lot of the people or bigger uh, guests, like I had Dinesh D'Souza on, and it was Skype. Like I had to call his Skype. Which sucks. sucks. It it does suck. But yeah, yeah. I, I got let yeah. me let, let me tell you something. So I have been on America's Real America's Voice three times on three different shows. Okay, um, for like little hits here and there. 
Yeah, you want to pat on the back, dude? No, you I want you to get on your knees. I want you to bow. And then I went. No. <laughs> so, so no. So they use Skype. They they use Skype. Like they have to. I have to sign on Skype. Like we're talking news outlets. Like, but Newsmax uses it. They all use it. So you, you have to wait for them to call you on Skype. And it's like the quality sucks. I I guess they make it work, but um, you know. We all know what works best, obviously. Uh, so, uh, I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, um, I, <laughs> I do that all the time. I had uh, I had Dinesh on, Dinesh D'Souza on. Um, that episode will come out next week. But, you know, I called him on Skype, and then we had an issue. And I, I had to call him like four fucking times before it worked. So, whatever. It, 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 it is what it is. Um and I don't know what else I was supposed to say after that because uh, I, I completely had a brain fart, and all I care about is I'll that. Yeah, I'm a bit of a retard. I'm a bit of a retard. Um, Catalyst is here, and I, not for nothing, but I, we were sitting here drinking with Teddy Daniels, and I typically I, – I never drink during shows. How many and, glasses uh, did you have there? I killed half a bottle of scotch. It's empty. Oh, you you were drinking. Nice. I, I didn't realize. <laughs> it's empty. I love it. I love it. It's empty. It's empty. <laughs> it, was, it was filled up well, to. Wrong weekend to quit drinking. It but. was filled. It was filled halfway up to the label about oh, here when I started. You're you're four foot eleven. You're feeling it. And uh, um, I got I got this much left. <laughs> But I'm still awake. I'm not slurring. I'm not snoring. So I, I, I'm doing okay. You haven't shut off. You should have shut off the stream yet. Hey, Alan, have, you sure I, about you sure about those dates that you were putting yourself at 19 years old in a bar at? Yeah, I was. Yeah, so you were 19 years old in 72. No, that was a fucking joke catalyst because everybody breaks my balls <laughs> about how fucking old I am with my white fucking beard. <laughs> I really thought you dated yourself. I was like, this fool's been lying the whole fucking time. <laughs> no, in reality, <laughs> no, in in reality, oh, it was that was nineteen ninety eight, I believe. I was like nine. It was like ninety eight. I was like a year out of high school. I was so 10. I like, yeah, you go. You were ten. Really, you were ten in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I was born in eighty eight. God, you are all faggots were born in '88. <laughs> Wait, oh, can I say that? Did I offend people? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it, did that make me a homophobe and a transphobe? Am I now gonna get attacked on you know, social media? I, I, I was talking about it the other day. In our, in our day, when we were kids, like you could like calling people. Like my mother calls me up and she's like, James. Can you stop saying retard on your show? <laughs> like, Not the R word. I'm like, why? And she's like, because it's offensive. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, it's only offensive because you think it's offensive. Like, I don't care. Like, it's, I'm it's not offensive not to include anyone. I'm not calling people retarded. Anyone, that's offensive. I'm not calling people retarded to like say like to make fun of like actual people that have mental illnesses like it's not <laughs> what i'm trying to do because no. he just rolls off the fucking tongue it's <laughs> and, and, and it's amazing and when we were kids we call people faggots like i wasn't like 
making fun of gay people. No. It was just like, it's a great word to say. It's like cunt. It's just so much fun to <laughs> it's say. Like you that, was the language, that was the language that we learned. I love that whole Joey Diaz bit where he's like, you can't tell me I can't fucking say words. You can't change the rules halfway through on the fucking game. No, for real. <laughs> Joey Diaz is 100% right. Like, like, why can't I say, like, I don't care. You don't like that I say cunt or faggot or retard. I don't care. Like, go, <laughs> like this is America. If you don't like it. It's America. I, then, then don't. Then don't fucking listen to me. I don't care. Like it's it's stupid. Like I'm not like I'm I'm I, like this is not to sit here and single out anybody. It's just because they're they're great words to use. Like some people, like I call myself retarded on my show and on this show more than I call anybody else retarded. So like if anything, I'm making fun of myself half the time. So get fucked, all of you. <laughs> for what? For me for what? I'm not stand up yeah. I thought this was America. Huh? Isn't this America? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> Catalyst, that is a great shirt. Hillary Clinton is a satanic pedophile. I want to. I want that shirt, and I want to start going to Sunday Mass. <laughs> I want that shirt, and I want to start going to Sunday Mass with it. That should be my Sunday Mass shirt. Hillary Clinton is a satanic pedophile. Oh, praise what? Jesus. Holy shit. That's awesome. The other part of this shirt it's says that. Glowing as a saint. Like, oh, wow, someone's recognizing it in church. <laughs> so, <laughs> this fucking this. Catalyst, you were talking about a guest you had on your show. Maybe I'm half a retard. I said the R word. Um, who, who was the name you had on that you said was a great interview? Oh, it was uh, Ryan Dean from the Dangerous World podcast. I have no idea who that is and what the podcast is, but I'd like to know, so enlighten me. Well, it's it's pretty cool. So he does a conspiracy podcast where he likes to – he does a lot of monologue stuff where he goes over information that he's come across himself where he'll lay out receipts and whatnot. And then he'll also have, like, filmmakers or documentaries documentary people like just people that are interesting that are trying to come up with um you know what the fuck it is the truth is and shit okay. and it was a a very cool interview he's a very easy interview i will say that he did drop some stuff on my show where he has beef with somebody that i really look up to really? so uh i was like oh wow this is gonna draw some attention so that might that might get a little juicy for people to listen to can you can you name who it is that you that you really look up to? I have an idea. Yeah, it was it was it was Sam Tripley. Yeah, uh, him and Sam oh, Tripley have. I was gonna say that. Sam Tripley has beef with each other. I thought what, you were. What, gonna what's say the that. beef? What's the beef? Uh, he gets into it on our show, and I think it was. Uh, I only heard one side of the story, so I'm not gonna comment on it. Isn't isn't Sean Chris going on Pinfoil Hatchin? Yes. Yes. Is but he really? Sean didn't say, yeah, but Sean wasn't like, don't put the show out. So I'm going to put it out. And even if I was going to go on Tinfoil Hat in two weeks myself, I'd still put the fucking show out because I didn't say anything bad about the guy myself. And this is just one person's opinion. I mean, he talks shit, talk shit about Trump on my show, too, you know? I mean, so. So, so Sean Chris, which, by the way, out there, um, Sean Chris is co-host with Catalyst Jones on the White Rabbit and he also has 
the Instagram and his own show, uh, uh, Kill the Mockingbirds. Kill the now, Mockingbirds. is awesome he show, still? Yeah. Is is I, I I was actually gonna call. I was gonna call Sean this week. Actually, I love Sean. Sean, I'll oh, get into that in a minute. But is he still do? I know he's co-hosting on your show now, like full time. Is he yeah. also still doing his own show, Kill the Mockingbirds? Yeah, so um, he was going through a bit of a change, of a layout change, I guess you would call it. So he just uh, got a new co-host, uh, Joel Thomas, okay. who is actually um, uh, friends with uh, the guy's name. Uh, the guy's name is slipping my tongue right now, but he's involved in a podcast and documentaries and stuff. Um, and they're out at Skinwalker Ranch right now. Uh, doing a documentary out at Skinwalker Ranch. And Where is so that? When he gets back, um, so it's the most highly uh, paranormal um, recorded activity place in the United States. And I'm not exactly sure where it is. I've heard shows about it before. I've watched different things about it. I've heard of I, it. I, guess, I forget where it's from. Yeah. It's like, is it the Midwest somewhere? I believe so. Yeah. So there's like all there's all kinds of things where there's like supposed like wormholes, um, cryptids, like all like basically every type of paranormal activity. And this is a hub for it, apparently. Okay. And I didn't hear I didn't hear what James said because unfortunately on my end you guys got blurry and um, it's, it, okay. It, 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 he he had to go take a piss. Oh, yeah, okay. he, he had to leave us. I mean, literally, we started at nine. It's eleven. We have a three hour. We're like three hours in, so I guess you know he has oh, a weak. Well, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> he 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 has he has a weak bladder. Meanwhile, I'm ten years older than him, and uh, I don't have and to I pee have yet. And I have a bottle of scotch in. Yeah, and I and I and I don't have to pee yet. I I've always been known for that. Like I can go out and drink and drink. People laugh at me. They go, "Dude, I go what." You had seven beers and you didn't go to the bathroom once. I go, really? Oh, I don't even know. I, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. So, wow, your 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 bladder must be as small as your dick because that's the quickest piss I've ever seen anybody make ever. My bathroom is right outside my office, and and not just that. I'm a power pisser. That shit comes out heavy flow. And you have a little. He doesn't, so, and he doesn't have to wash his hands because he just puts his hands behind his head and goes like this. <laughs> so, so I was, I was, in, I was in, a, I was in a, a bathroom once, and I learned this trick. One, one, this one time, no. So I learned this trick from a friend of mine's father, who's long, long past. God rest his soul. He, I, I go into a men's room. I'm in a bar, and it's like four urinals next to each other, and you know, there, there was a line in the bathroom, so every urinal was taken. So I'm in there, and there's a guy. He's like a weird guy next to me. Like he wasn't trying to look at my, like look at my dick or anything. But I pulled. I I I reached in my pocket and I pulled a quarter out. Right. I pulled, I pulled I, whatever it was, a quarter nickel, whatever it was, and I had it in my hand, 
and I dropped it in the urinal water. Like it made a splash, right? Like you can hear it. Like it made a splash because the urinal I was in, like this urinal cake was in there and it was like, there was a lot of water in it. And like, you can hear the splash. And I looked at him and I go, I purposely did it. I purposely did it. I dropped it. I dropped the glass. I dropped the clip because he was so you looking could distract them to look look over no. at you so you could go glance over at him. I'm trying to figure out what your no. reasoning was here. Was Allen says going forward after I heard his glass fighting story. He was looking at me awkwardly. It was looking, it was just weird. It was weird. So I I dropped it in the urinal and I go, I go, oh shit, it fell in the urinal again. Like and the guy like like his eyebrows went up and he kind of like looked at me like I like I dropped my dick in the urinal like it <laughs> fell in the urinal like I'm in there handling this fucking anaconda and like like he was it was just weird it was this weird thing and I'm like why is he I feel like he's looking at me in the corner of his eye so I reach in my pocket I grab the coin and I drop it in the urinal I'm like ah oh, shit I and then I go ah oh, shit I think I, of that in the moment I, like, I, I don't know how does your brain work. So much differently than I would never think to reach in my. I'm like this guy looking at my dick. I should look and see if I have a quarter in my pocket right now. So my friends, my, my I'm dropping it in the urinal to make it sound like I'm dropping my dick yeah. in the my, urinal. My friend's father. My friend's father told me that. My no, my friend's father told me that story once. So I'm like, oh, I, he told me the story where he did it. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna oh, try okay. it. So, so it was I, already yeah. in your head. I got you. It was I already in my head. So I tried it. I tried it, and it, and it worked. It was okay. The guy was like looking at me, like all weird, like ah oh, shit, because I was like, gotcha. like I was all aggravated, like ah oh, shit, I dropped it in the water again, like talking to myself. And the guy was like, when you oh, started what the fuck? that story, I thought it was gonna end with you pissing in the sink. I really did, <laughs> because I don't know if you've ever been to professional <laughs> football games before. Water out of the the urinal. I thought he was gonna pull the cord. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is off limits for alan anymore alan's capable of doing anything this guy's a clear fucking psychopath i am uh, i am a psychopath yeah, i, I have an I issue glass for four stitches yeah i don't, I don't know that was i don't fucking get it <laughs> I don't, I take, the take the fucking meeting but <laughs> i don't tell i don't i don't tell that story often fuck, bro that's fucking uh, no, you're savage as fuck you're, you're welcome to hang out with me anytime <laughs> <laughs> I will always listen. Listen, I will always talk us out of a bar fight. Like we will, we won't. We'll never have to fight. I will find something where we will never ever have to fight. That's no fun, dude. That's no. I don't fun. like. I, I'm not a fighter. I've never. Fun. I, I've like, never. I've never been on. I, I. I'll. I'll say this. I've. I. Go ahead. I've never been in a one-on-one fight ever. Oh wow. Ever. That sucks, dude. That That's really, really sucks. shocking to me. That, I've never been sucks. in a one-on-one fight. I will tell you though, I'm a I, like I'm a grimy motherfucker. Like, <laughs> like I I I'll say it. You I don't play fair. I I play to win. Yeah, it's a, yeah. a street fight. hundred percent. If you're in a street fight, hundred percent. Like, do what you got to do. A thousand. There's percent. no rest. <laughs> yeah, there's, no, there's no rules. But 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 at the end of the day, that's unfortunate, man. Fighting is. One of the greatest fucking feelings ever, man. Getting punched in the face doesn't really suck that bad. It's really not that bad. I'll, I'll take getting 
punched or kicked in the face than punched or kicked in the body any day of the week, not even thinking twice about well, it. Well, you were a fighter, right? You were, I, you, know, I, got my, I got my ass kicked by some of the world's best fighters in the world. Jim Miller was a – so I remember, never forget my first day at, at, at pro practice at AMA Fight Club was wrestling. And I, I, I – or my second day uh, was wrestling. They, my, first, my first partner was Jim Miller, and I was like, holy shit, I've been watching you on TV for years. And I'm about to fucking wrestle with you. And I was like, holy sh... And I was taking him down, but then he would submit me really quickly because he's unbelievable at jiu-jitsu. But I got my ass kicked by him, by Amanda Nunez. Uh, I've, I've sparred with, with Frankie. I've sparred with some of the best fighters in the world and got my ass kicked every single fucking day. Literally got my ass kicked every day. Uh, Dude, it, that's awesome. It was very, very tough to want to go to practice and get my... How badly I got my ass kicked by a lot of these people. Uh, but some of them I hung with, like some of them I hung with. So when I would go into a fight, though, I'll tell you right now, when I would actually fight one-on-one, I, I was like, oh, bro, I train with some of the best people in the world. Like, there's no way that you're better than any of the guys that I get my ass kicked by every day. Like, there's no fucking way. Uh, it's my favorite thing in the world, dude. It's it's such a great feeling. I miss it. I miss it so much. Yeah, fun. dude, with, with you being in that type of a, a scenario, and Alan, you, you're in a whole different category because I've definitely had my one-on-one -on -one fights. I believe I've had my nose broke at least twice by the time I was in fourth grade. I mean, Alan's, Alan's sitting, or I mean, James is sitting here naming off all these amazing fighters he's, like, gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with. I've definitely gotten my ass kicked by people that you've never known, and I, I, would, I don't even know their names. So. No, I've, been my first, I've been in my first two fights, like, when I was fighting, I'd go to the bar. I'm not a big guy. I'm fucking five ten. I was fighting when I was fighting. I was fighting 155 pounds. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm tiny. Wow. Yeah, dude. I was fighting 155 pounds. So wow. people would, people would see me, and they'd hear I'm a fighter, and these big tough, big guys would get drunk and want to pick a fight, and they want to, you know, be like, oh, I'm the toughest guy. I beat up an MMA fighter. Yeah, I think I was 155 pounds at 13. I think I was 155 pounds at 13. I was in my early 20s. I was like, I, I, I stopped uh, my last fight. I was 25, I think. Um, wow. But um, I was still training after that. Uh, but I was actually, I started a 501c3. Me and my co-host, Nick, were going to skate across the country to raise money for autism. Um, yeah, and I still think you should do that. Still, I still want to do it. I still want to do it. I mean, Nick actually right, just raise, Nick, raise money, raise money to get rid of vaccines. That way, we just get rid of autism altogether. Nick sent me something the other day and was like, "Yo, we still got to do this." And I said, "Dude, I'm so down." Um, you know what I so want to do? Not to cut you off. What I want to do is like, you, you, like you know, you guys are on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. We need to do, and we have to play in this. We have to do a Patriot Podcast Network. Um, I don't know what the fuck we would call it, but um, I, I, I think we need to do a. Um, I don't know what the hell you call it. I know we're, what you're thinking. Just sort our, of like a gathering. We're our shows together. We we do live streams together in person. You know, like. Yeah, you do something, Patriot Podcast Network, the whole thing where we're all together. You know what's interesting? What's really crazy about this technological world and this podcasting world is I see you guys all the time. Like, I, James, I see you. I talk to you on the phone. 
three or four times a week. Catalyst, I, I, I talk to you all the time. And 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 we see our shows or, or we're on shows together. We we've never met in person. This is what's crazy about technology. And that's true. But and I consider cra- both your family. <laughs> right. But what's crazy is like Catalyst James, like you guys, like I have friends here where I am in New York that I see, but I you guys are closer friends of mine. Than people that I'm friends with, even for longer here, because I talk to you guys all the time, and because yeah. I, I I like to to hear about James and and him being gay all the time and sucking on the glass cock like he's doing right now. <laughs> but like the crazy yeah. stories, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a stupid cunt suck my dick. Dude. I never even knew about glory holes until James like told us some of the stories. <laughs> Dude, can I can I tell you? I, I'm gonna tell you some catalyst. Listen, listen, listen to this. This is funny. And and James is such a faggot now to me. So oh I said I said the F word again. I said the faggot word again. Holy <laughs> shit! I said it again. I'm gonna get attacked. I'm gonna get attacked. No, no, no. Listen. Like just wait till we actually see each other in person. I'm gonna give you the biggest noogie in the entire world. Dude, <laughs> we're gonna make out. Like no so no no, seriously. No, no, like seriously, I'm gonna shove my tongue down your throat. No, no, no. So like 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 listen, listen. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> our our oh, our half a bottle of scotch to get out. <laughs> No, seriously, like, like it's funny because, it, um, I, you, 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 you talk to people that are like-minded people. You get it. You this whole podcasting world, and it's like, it's like, it, it's a life of it of it on its own. Like, I never expected to to start a show and then meet such a big group of assholes that you become like close with and you may not agree because listen, we don't agree on everything. Like, you know, catalysts, we don't agree on a lot of things. I don't think the world is flat. You know, James, we don't agree on a lot of things and you know, it's good. It's always good. And then here we are by chance where I started a show here in New York and I met you guys on accident, basically. On on, I met you on social media through other people. Instagram, as yeah. a matter of fact, like huh? not even, not even. No, this is like old, Take it like old school AOL chat room. We lost cat. Oh, there he is. Like age, like like age sex location. I was just gonna say ASL. Like yep. who the fuck are you? You you know what I mean? Like and then and then. We, we we forge this bond where we're all in this together in different ways and and we get along we we have our our disagreements we have our different outlooks on things but we get the big picture and James mm-hmm. it's funny because i remember our first phone conversation together and the, the catalyst this is funny <clears throat> this is very funny i started my show fucking nobody and i'm still a nobody and literally like um i think i, I hooked up with 
I think I, I talked to Roan from Steaks first, which was like a big show. And like, I think I, I reached out to them or something or I followed them and they followed me on Instagram. And then I, and then there was like, Hey, what's going on? And then all of a sudden they were like inviting me on their show. And I remember telling my wife and I was like, Hey, this fucking, I just started this podcast as a hobby and this big show steak for breakfast invited me to come on their show. I remember it was October 1st of last year. And I was like, this is amazing. Like they, they, this is great. I can't even believe it. Like they were like the big shit. And then I came up, I think it was them that told me about you or I, I somehow I found out about James from we, the people radio. And I looked it up and I was like, Holy shit, this is like a big show. And I don't remember exactly how we connected, but I, I, I think I oh, that's what it was. I think I asked you to come on my show. I slid in my DMs. Yeah, I think you 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 did a little DM slide there. I think I went oh, into the DMs. Sorry, Roan did too. That's Catalyst, what it was. Cat, Catalyst Catalyst, he got me on Telegram and then slid into my DMs. That's what it was. Uh, I saw the guy, he, you know, it was, we the people radio, they have like 30,000 followers. And I was like, all right, I followed them. And I think I DM'd them. Hey, I watched a couple of the shows or whatever. And I was like, hey, love to have you on my show. I was a fucking nobody. And I, I, I might have, I don't even know, James, if I had anybody big on my show yet. I don't remember. Because when I started this whole podcast journey, my attitude was I'm going to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. And then mm -hmm. it was like, wow, I ended up like following Kim Klasik and her pack. And the next thing you know, me and Kim Klasik were texting and she came on my show and the whole now thing, you, were, you uh, know, the whole, the whole thing with Roger Stone happened. And now like literally as I'm sitting here with you right now, hold on catalyst. I lost your audio. I, I saw your lips moving, but I didn't hear you. So, yeah, come back in. So, it was like, it was weird. Like, I, I, I started just messaging people like, hey, you want to come on my show? Like, I'm a nobody podcast. And then people were like, yeah, I'll, I'll come on. No problem. Um, and we, oh, there he is. You there? Mm -hmm. I don't hear you though. It's the only thing. I don't hear your audio. I don't hear your audio. I don't know why I don't hear your audio. That's weird. It's very weird. So can you hear us catalyst? He can hear us. He can hear us. So it's, it's funny that you, you say this because Roan has, Roan has a similar story as well. Like I, Roan, Roan, Roan was in my DMs just like, yeah, hey, can you come on the show? Hey, can you come on the show? Begging me to come on the show. And, uh, and it was, it was funny how it worked out. Cause I was supposed to come on the day after Joe Biden's inauguration. And I, I just, I was, I, I had, I had to reschedule with him after that. It was a rough day. Uh, that's when actually me and Catalyst connected as well, right around then. Right. Um, yeah, but I was one of Roan's first bigger guests. And now look at what they're doing as well. Like, it's crazy. Like, now I'm a small guest compared to what you both have had on your show. Like, it's it's so wild to me to see where your guys' shows have grown from where they were 
and where you started. Uh, both of you guys have been fucking crushing it and putting out great content and, inter- and, and unbelievable interviews. And uh, it's it's pretty crazy to hear both of you say that, like, yo, you might have been my first big guest. Because to you, when you say I'm a nobody, I'm an, I'm a, I'm just a guy. Like I'm just out here just doing what I got to do. I'm I'm I'm. Nothing it was weird sp- because when I was like when I when we talked and I was like, hey, you know. I'd like to have you on my show, but I was like all nervous about asking you. And you're like, dude, are you fucking crazy? Bro, like, I you told me you're like, yo, bro, uh, I, can I call you? Like, I don't want to bother you. I'm like, bro, just you, just hit me up. Let's go. What do you need? <laughs> like, and, <laughs> yeah. And for those that don't know who Roan is, Roan Steak for Breakfast podcast. I mean, they have every. They just had Liz Harrington on their show. The public, public, uh, Catalyst. Are you back? I don't know. Can you guys hear me? Yep. You're yeah. back. You're back. You're back. You're back. You're back. To slam PBRs with Cash Patel and Don Donnie. Like, right. What do you- hey, how dope is that, right? <laughs> so I told you sneaking in his briefcase and just as an honorary guest because I was your first big guest, you fucking piece of shit. I was all intimidated by James Curry, We the People Radio, because you had such a big following. You have a tremendous show and a tremendous following. And I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to try it. But like, it's funny, but my, my podcast, <laughs> my podcast journey literally started out as a hobby. My first 14 episodes were audio only. I was doing it from my office. I was recording on audacity even before, like, so I started it, Bob, my, Bob, my producer, Bob, he, he, he didn't even know I had a podcast and I've been friends with Bob 20 years and I forgot about his podcast that he had. And he saw that I posted about my podcast and reached out to me and says, hey, you know, I, I, I can help you out. But so my first 14 episodes were audio only. My first episode, I literally, I deleted 12 times. I started and I deleted it 12 times until I could and until I actually got it out. So my first, I think, 12 or 14 episodes were audio only. And then... Then I started video. I got the webcam when I connected with Bob with podcasting wise. And I, I, I started doing video and he started helping me out and getting me everything I needed to get going. And then I'm like, all right, I'm on social media. I made social media pages trying to get everything out there. And then I, I, I reach out. I, I, I become friends on, on social media with a, a woman, Kristen Davis, who – I look on her social media and she happens to see, I see pictures of her and Roger Stone and her kid. And I ask her and I go, so you know Roger Stone? And she goes, yeah, I'm his publicist. And I'm like, well, so let me ask. I go, hey, is there any chance I can get Roger Stone on a sh- on my show for 20 minutes? Like, that's it. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to be like, hey, that, you know, I would love yeah. 20 minutes with him. And she goes, yeah, I can make that happen. And she took a liking to me, and all of a sudden, I'm like, holy shit, I'm having Roger Stone on my show. Like, that's wild. And then he came on my show, and there he was, and we we talked for an hour, and I was all nervous. I was like, holy fucking shit, it's Roger Stone. And we hit it off, and that bloomed into a great friendship with Roger Stone because that was a year and a half ago, and now me and Roger Stone, we text message every day. As a matter of fact, I'm talking to you guys. And it's 11.30 at night Eastern. And what am I doing right now? I'm responding to text messages from Roger Stone about things. 
like when he's texting oh, that's awesome. Right was he now. just telling you that he's coming on White Rabbit to uh, talk about JFK? Yeah, I gotta yeah, get. I, yeah, I yeah. love. It. I I gotta get him on your show. I gotta get him on your show. I got it. So, uh, so, but what I was saying, Alan, is that is a great story and all. But we all know that you came from the Illuminati, and Roger Stone chose you to start this Patriot Podcast yes. Network yeah, so that we can take over a, a movement. And but don't forget. To be a Flynn bro, and don't yeah. forget exactly. Don't forget that I am a federal psyop. Yep, catalyst. You're, you're an evil CIA agent from General Alex. Flynn and Roger Stone and the Illuminati, and that this is oh. all a psyop. And I was programmed to do this. Remember that. You know, this just wasn't me. As well, I didn't know I was allowed to say anything because you guys made me sign that release form. So, <laughs> you know, literally, like, it, it's been like a crazy, amazing journey. Like, literally, I told my wife, listen, I'm a Facebook fugitive. I have friends of mine telling me I should start a podcast. And when I was going to start a podcast, I was going to start a podcast about cigar smoking about cigars because I'm a cigar collector and I'm a huge uh, cigar guy and huge. The, the huge, the person huge. I was going to do the cigar podcast with fell through. And I was like, eh, then they're like, no, no, no. You got to do it about politics. You have a lot to say. You're outspoken. Do it. It was too. And I, okay. And then one friend of mine was like, you should call it the great divide. And I, I didn't like the name at first. And then it grew on me when I'm like sitting there. I'm like, no, nah, you know, I do like it because we have this great divide in our country. And all right, I'll do it. And I did it. I just took a chance and, and, and blew it out there. And I met assholes like you guys. And like the... <laughs> your, story, what? Your, story, your story is so similar as mine, man. It's the same. It's the same. You know, we started with nothing. We had just laptops. Like I yeah. had my laptop computer. And no mics, no nothing. We did like, I don't know. Third. You were, oh shit! I dropped my cigar. You were old school, old school though. You were like yeah. old school. How you we, did? And we, had, we had no. We just did YouTube. We had no Spotify, no Apple for like our for almost our first whole year. Like our first ten months was just YouTube. Right. We had a pretty good YouTube following. Um, and then and, the, and then YouTube fucked you. YouTube kicked fuck YouTube. Yeah, YouTube can get fucked. Um, can I moon on this show? Can I moon them? No. <laughs> Keep your ass in your pants. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that shit. So, really so, quick though, I put my I put my rumble, I put my rant, my rant about Starbucks on YouTube. I have not posted on YouTube since like episode 120. I'm like at 164 or something like that. And I posted my Starbucks rant, which was completely Uncensored, fucked up for ten minutes, and it's still on there. They they haven't removed it, which I'm shocked about. Well, and we we've said a lot of a lot of trigger words on platforms like Facebook tonight. We're still here. I expected us to just all of a sudden go black. No, we're oh. still streaming on Facebook. I'm shocked too. Yeah, I got I got the Illuminati. Border walls got fourteen border walls have commented on We the People Radio's fucking last show, and they. You. Flagged me eight fucking times for saying fourteen border walls. Fourteen go. border walls. Wait, who? Yeah, who they were talking you? about how much money was uh, being sent to Ukraine, and I was like, I just heard this on Steaks for Breakfast. I think it was like fourteen border walls, and so I posted the only yeah. thing I said was fourteen border walls, 
and it and it said I couldn't post for thirty fucking days. I'm in a forever shadow ban on Instagram. It's like ridiculous. That's wild. Oh, yeah. And, and meanwhile, so my Instagram is interesting. So about a week ago, uh, this is until Sunday. I can message and messenger on Instagram. I can post stories. I cannot like posts, and I cannot post anything in my feed because it says uh, it says something like. So all of a sudden I gained all these followers and it just locked me out until the 19th, which is Sunday, Father's Day. Um, but it lets me do a bunch of other stuff. And and I still I get a lot. But my now my Instagram that was shadow banned is wide open. I have so many people seeing my stuff, which is wild. And now my Facebook page. My Facebook page has taken this turn of tremendous engagement. I had to turn the uh, I had to turn the notifications off on my phone. I now have I just hit twenty I just hit twenty three thousand followers. I have two pages. My one page was heavily throttled down, which has opened up a little bit and started gaining followers again. And I I, I post things on there, but now my new page, it's. You really you post things on there, Alan? Really? I, I, I do on my other page. I do. You do? I do. I do. I wasn't for a while. I wasn't, scumbag. I wasn't. No I way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I, I hate you, Guts. My new page, <laughs> the, 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 the page that's my main page, it's literally like without doing anything, it's gaining like I just hit twenty three thousand subscribe uh, followers the other day, and now I think it's like a twenty three thousand five hundred, and it just keeps growing. Which hey, I'm gonna ride the wave until they fuck me, but it's it's weird what social media does. Like it'll shadow ban you for a while, and then all of a sudden maybe the algorithm will open up, or and then it'll. Uh, it'll they're going back and hitting me with videos and posts stories posted over a year ago. They were doing that to me a while ago. They're doing that to me almost on a regular basis now. They're blocking videos for music that belongs to other people. I'm getting yes. that. like every every other hour. It's a new video or story that I posted. Fucking who knows when. Um, it's it's silly. I don't know what what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, we know that the fact checkers, based on court uh, court documents, they're all, based, they're all based on opinions. It's all fucking nonsense. So, what? Do we, why are we even playing this game? Like, I'm not posting any reckless, abandoned material. Like, I, 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 there's a lot of things that I don't post because of how censored Instagram is, and you got to play the game. Unfortunately, yes. it's a game. Like, just because we don't like it. Just because we don't uh, agree with it doesn't mean that it's smart to just go out there and commit suicide and just post all this wild man shit and reach nobody. You're better mm-hmm. off. You're better off, especially for what we do. You know, not everybody has a show or a- another platform that they can direct people to. But like on our show, that's where we talk about all the wild man stuff. We talk about all that stuff on our show and we direct people to the show. And rather than posting it on social media, 
come on the show and we'll talk about all the things that we wanted to post on social media, but we can't because social media will censor us. Right. You know? Um, so you got to play the game, unfortunately. Uh, it sucks. I would love it to does. be able to post post all the things about the vaccine and, and the jabs and uh, all the things. Like, they removed me on Facebook because I posted the video of them boarding up the windows in Detroit. That's literally what got me removed. It went viral on Facebook. They removed it, the, and I... My account just got shut down. No 30-day ban, just immediately uh, removed. And for me to appeal, they wanted me to send uh, a photo ID. I said, get fucked. Oh, I wanted to mention something way earlier when Teddy was on. Truth Social. You're a little little late there. Truth Social. Gavin Newsom's on Truth Social. Did you see that? I know tagged him in a post already <laughs> i called him a clown on there right cattle did you see that call him a clown i literally did the same thing i said i said because cash mattel wrote something about him and i said i said hey cash and i gotta ask i gotta ask Rowan to forward the message hey cash can we start fact checking these fucking clowns like gavin newsom with actual facts like they do to us on other platforms even though theirs are based on opinion Right. Catalyst, did you see Gavin Newsom on Truth? I don't think you guys can hear me. I can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes. We can hear you, gay boy. No, 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 no. I I checked out from... um, So I was hitting semi-automatic grounds on these motherfuckers for a while, and then when I got shadow banned, I decided I'm going to take a break, and now I'm loading musket shots on social media so um no i'm not seeing everything that's going on so truth social has become fucked up because a couple things they cap on they cap on people you can follow like i can't follow more than five people at a clip now okay and i'm hearing a lot of buzz and i'm seeing a lot of posts about how truth social has been fucking around with the follow rates and who you can follow and shit like that and limits like that Twitter bullshit. Mm-hmm. So also, um, I've been in contact with our guy about verification for about, I don't know, f- going on three weeks. And he's like, yeah, yeah, they changed the verification process. I, I gave him my photo ID. I sent everything to the email and still nothing. But Democrat commie sick fuck Gavin Newsom is verified on Truth Social. So I took that a screenshot. That fucking stupid motherfucker. Are you kidding me? Nope. I took a screenshot and I texted it to the guy I'm in contact with about the verification. And I go, so you've been jerking me off for three weeks about becoming verified on Truth Social. But this sick fuck commie scumbag from California is verified on true social with 15,000 followers. When you told me, Hey, uh, we just changed the verification process was doing a couple things. And is there anything I can do for you in order to get verified? So what the fuck we're now verifying scumbag commie Democrats on truth social and here we have conservative podcasters who 
you told her are going to be what verified. What the fuck is Gavin Newsom doing on True Social in a the first place? More, I'm just a, interested a what's going on here. Well, he said he, he said he was coming on True Social to tell the truth about Donald Trump catalyst. Yep. Okay, well, that's awesome. You know what? They're all welcome. But as soon as they start fucking infiltrating their little fact checkers in, inside of, I'm out. They haven't done that yet, but before well, no, that, I've, I've heard what I'm more worried about than the actual verification process. I'm more worried about the fact that people's like breaking 911 posts got removed from truth a few times. Oh, I didn't hear that. What really? do you mean? What's that about? Breaking 911 posted about it. They're like, hey, truth is moving this post, and they showed screenshots. Interesting. So uh, Truth, Truth Social was removing posts. Yep, that's what I was most worried about. So, um, uh, listen, I'm not putting any eggs in any baskets as far as social media goes. Nope. Like, yeah, damn straight. You, you can't. You just have to play the game. You just have to play the game. Yes. And and and, and get out, get out, get out the truth any way that you possibly can. For some people that just having conversations with their family and loved ones that they're close to. Some people, it's uh, running a social media account and, and sharing memes. For some people, it's podcasting. For some people, it's it's getting involved in your local community. Most yep. most people should be doing that. Um, the battlefield is everywhere. Everywhere. The battlefield is everywhere. Exactly. Um, so uh, you, you, for us, we have to just keep playing the game as far as social media goes until we know everything's free and fair like it's an open source like uh if section 230 is removed and it's kind of like a uh phone service like verizon or uh at&t the internet is is free and fair like that where you can't lose access because of your political views or whatever that's not necessarily true because the phone didn't used to be free because my parents were broke as fuck growing up. Oh, and no, there was a lot of times when our phone got disconnected. Yeah, I remember. So it's not... The phone was not the phone. The phone. The phone. The phone systems evolved over the years. When we were kids, I remember you, you could like it wasn't like it was like you had to. Right. I remember we had we had special phone. I remember when phone services came out and you were able to make calls out of state, and and it was not like an extra charge. Like I, that, that was in, in my lifetime and I'm yeah. the, I'm the youngest one here. Like I, Oh, you're a hundred. Yeah, definitely. Because we used to have to put one, you know, and then whatever the area code in. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it was probably everywhere. But this? Bell Atlantic. Yeah. They ran, remember Bell Atlantic. They ran everything in the phone, the phone industry. It's so funny. Well, like, we had uh, Pacific Bell on the West, and I'm pretty sure it was probably the same company if I was to go back and look into who yeah, was yeah. the About three years ago, I had a, I had some stuff done on the outside of my house. I had a bunch of shrubbery removed, and I had to do the siding. I did stone on my oh, house. Shrubbery. And there was literally like all these cable wires off the side of my house. Like It was seven of them, right? And then there were these four boxes on my house, and I still had the original Bell Atlantic boxes on my house from the fucking 80s from previous owners with their phone service because they never removed the equipment. And I had to have like five boxes removed and all of these fucking wires removed. They came. I had like this spaghetti fucking wires from my house to the pole, and, the, and uh, I, I don't even know who it was who came and did it. 
but they removed them all and now i literally have like two wires got going from the pole to my house uh, but there was oh. the box bell atlantic and 9x oh. and all this shit <laughs> So Freedom you Fries, like a whole transformer. Freedom <laughs> yeah. Fries completely off the rails. We haven't talked anything politics or news. Oh, no, whatever. Fuck politics. You want to talk politics and news? Let's talk no. No. politics and fucking news. I mean, oh, what do you what do you want to talk about? You want to talk Catalyst? What do you think about the January six hearings? Let's hear it. I lost your audio again. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? You, yeah, he, uh, he'll come back in. He'll come back in. He calls himself a podcaster. This fucking guy. Uh, I love him. He Catalyst Jones is is the best. He'll be back. He'll be back. It's a live show, people. This is what happens. Technical difficulties. The motherfucker will be back. He's in California. We have to remember Catalyst Jones is in California. Ah, uh, they're fucked down. And then they're there over. Can we hear you? Can you hear me now? Can yeah, but he, well, we just told everybody that you're from, you're in California. I live, I live a few blocks from Gavin Newsom. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> Do you enjoy living in California? Well, Dude, I know I'm a depressed motherfucker. I hardly ever leave my house. Like, that's why I've started building shit around my house. Like, I have a pond, I'm growing food. I'm like doing everything that I can to pretend to pretend that there's not a Ukraine flag flying across the street from my goddamn house. So, you, Catalyst, you need to move. You need to move to the East Coast down south. Uh, listen, I'll tell you right now. You know where really sounds very good. Where I it, like, if I were to leave Las Vegas, I'd probably go to St. Pete's area, Florida. That's really? like or like South Carolina, like I'm, like by the beach like, or, or the banks. My plan. How's, how's the Wi-Fi out in Alaska, man? <laughs> Fuck Alaska. My plan is in two years to move down to South Carolina and have a compound with a gated entrance. With yes. it's at least a hundred or more yards road from the uh from from the gate to my house, and then I'd like to have a large house. I'd Is like this in to, Waco. It's going to be similar to Waco, where the ATF will have to come in with tanks, and <laughs> I'd like to have a detached property with apartments for people like. Like like you catalyst to move out of yeah. Let's California. do tiny homes, bro. Yeah, we we I would like that. <laughs> do tiny the tiny homes. homes for the Californians, and then tiny like homes. the people that really want to yeah. have some balls, you can you start a ranch or something. You eat the bugs. You will live in pods like no. Alan's. No, 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 no. Every every everybody's gonna eat fucking meat, scumbag. Yes. Do we get two mules meat. and two acres? I'm down. <laughs> everybody's gonna eat meat. Finally started my backyard, which means I'm gonna get my smoker soon. Gonna fuck oh hell yeah! I can't oh, fucking... I, I don't I don't mean I don't mean to burst your bubble, Alan, James. So Alan's going to visit you? Is that what you're trying to say? No. No, Alan got the fuck. Oh, he's not your smoker. Hey, like an idiot. 
So we, we, me and James talked about these smokers. We're supposed to be talking about <laughs> politics. We're talking about bullshit. But I'm still looking for a smoker to sponsor the show. So I, did, knows. I, I, I did get the egg. I did. I got it. You need wood because you already had ordered it. I can't believe you spent that much money on an egg. It, it got delivered today, and I love it. I, I rubbed up against it. And um, <laughs> you humped your green egg already. I'm gonna, yeah, I did. I humped my green egg, so go nice. fuck yourself. But anyway, I, I want a compound in South Carolina and possibly to have on there like a commune of maybe small houses or something for the people. Uh, like, yeah, my lord, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I get where you're coming from, Alan. Like, all jokes aside, I've been thinking about like that. <laughs> A lot lately because community, not the fucking. I know where you're going with this, James. What the fuck like are you a, doing in comedy porn? Not yeah. a cult, you not a cult fucking bullshit. Bunch of hippies. Drink no, the at this point, <laughs> At this point, I would rather be like living out in the middle of nowhere trying to fucking do my own thing than living where uh, this state is turning. I want my own chickens. I want to start living off, learn how to live off. Yeah, the you land. want chickens so you can fuck them. Shut up. That's that's hey. <laughs> uh, what happens in Vegas sorry. stays in Vegas. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have plans. No. Uh, <laughs> but no. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it, it's Catus. You're 100 percent on point. It's getting to the point where people need to prepare for what's to come. Like, I don't mean to be a doom and gloomer, but like, I know for a fact that trucking companies are being paid to take products and drop them in abandoned, abandoned the trailers in abandoned par- parking lots. Listen let to the, me. Let them expire and then throw them out. We, Let's we, find those abandoned parking lots and then we'll go distribute that food to people that need it. I'm telling you, we need to get those motherfuckers on our show. Uh, we need to get those people. Yeah, I agree. Who are I doing agree. that, whistleblowers on our shows. We I need agree. to do that. Well, it's no secret, Alan, that they've already been taking away the subsidized uh, income for these uh, farmers if they're not agreeing to destroy their crop. So they're they're having to pay more than their crop is is bringing in in order to help feed people like in Bill Gates and China and all these different places are what the fuck is China doing buying up farmland in the United States? That's what I want to fucking know. Texas huge. I'm going to tell you, I'm on a farmland. Like none of this makes sense. This is all manufactured. There's no way all these food processors and plants burned down. Literally three planes fell on three separate processing plants and they exploded. None of this is. It happens. It just fucking happens. Planes fall on the fucking fall all the time. They just fucking fall right on processing plants. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Actually, can I, now that I, I think about it, it happens all the go, time. Go ahead, go ahead Alan, because I'm I'm gonna fucking blow up. No, on this I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you guys something. So, tell me. Hold on. I just flick cigar ash everywhere. That's all right. Ah, whatever. Um. <laughs> Uh oh, great card alert. Oh, everywhere. It's everywhere. It's on my keyboard. It's everywhere. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. So anyway. 
I was the guy. I don't know. Were you the guy? Go fuck yourself. I don't know if I call myself. <laughs> I don't know if I would call myself a normie. I guess me. You know what? I'll own it. Did you think nine eleven was an inside job? Being in New York, being right there. Did you think it was like for most James, of your life? Nine eleven is a really bad subject for me. Yeah, that is. I, I know because I brought that up with you on my show, so I'm I'm okay to to skip over that one. No, no, like I, I, number one, I should not be here. I probably should be a victim of some government conspiracy that caused my death, and that caused the death of nineteen really close friends of mine at twenty one years old. I mean, I was twenty one yeah, years fucking- old. That's what that's what people don't understand is 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 when we say that the government was involved or it was a conspiracy or whatever that doesn't mean that right. actual people were not hurt. Let, let uh, hold on, I, I'm 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 gonna get. I'll give you my full. All right, so nine eleven happened. I was a paramedic in New York City. Um, it was fucked. I was 21 years old. I don't know what you guys were doing when you were 21 years old, but most 21 years old were trying to bang broads and go to bars. And me, I was a paramedic in New York City for a few months. And 9-11 happened. And... It was fucked up because I saw it happen. And take the politics out of it. Let's just talk. Let's just talk about just real. And uh, I, I had voice like we know the government's fucked up. But when you hear from friends that morning, like when when you see the first plane hit the building before anything's going on and you have no idea what's happening, off in the distance from a park and you see a plane hit the building and you just think, holy shit, a plane from LaGuardia really fucked up their flight path. That's what everybody thought, I remember, yeah. Yep. And then you start going there. Um, And then when you get there, and you're down, down, downtown Manhattan, and now you're in an ambulance, that you had to pull the air filter out of the engine because it's clogged, and you're stalling from the dust. Um, from the from the first tower coming down. Um, and then when you when you're getting close and you have to weave in and out of the streets downtown because there are bodies in the street that you don't want to run over with your ambulance. At 21 years old, it takes a toll on you. 
what's going on, what's happening. Um, and then friends of yours that are leaving you messages on your phone saying, hey, I know you're working. How about one friend of mine that says, you should crash your ambulance and not come because shit is bad. And then that person that leaves you that voicemail is dead, gets killed. And then somebody else leaves you a voicemail and says, hey, I don't know what's going on. Shit's bad. Be careful if you're coming down, if you're assigned to it and, you're, and, and it's bad. Because the whole city of New York is going to be assigned to this. It's bad. And he's dead. And this is someone three nights or two night two or three nights prior. You were shit faced with in a bar who's one of your closest friends. And then you are there. And and actually the the I'm sorry, but the 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 one tower hadn't fallen yet. Um, but because we were in the one tower when the other tower fell, because we didn't know what the sound was. Eh, not getting into details because I hate the details. The whole 9-11 experience has fucked up so many people, including myself. I'm 43 years old. I was 21. And I was a medic in the city that was used to going to people who were shot and stabbed. And then we had to deal with this. And then I was driving. You're driving through streets, making sure you're not running over people that have fallen from the sky in the middle of the street. And people want to talk about conspiracy theories about planes and fake planes. And well, when I see airline seats with legs in it, um, it's different. Um, it, it, it's, it's, My hey man, whole... I didn't mean to disrespect you at all, Alan. No, I no, hope no, you're no, not... no, 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 no. My whole thing with nine eleven is this. Well, politically, is my belief is, um, George Bush Senior was the director of the CIA. Mm-hmm. His son was the president, and his son was a fucking moron. His Whoa. son. That's an understatement. <laughs> George Jr. was never supposed to be the guy who was supposed to be president. They wanted Jeb Bush to be president. George Jr. was the retard of the family. He was a cokehead. He was a party head, like the party on the baseball team. 
He was not supposed to be president. But it just happened. And I believe that George Sr., because of the Saudi connections and the oil and everything else you could think of, knew this was going to happen and kept his son, the sitting president of the United States, in the dark. Because I truly believe that the sitting president at that time, George Jr., knew nothing of what was about to happen. Explain the response then when he was told, and he's sitting in this classroom, that the United States just had two planes fly into the thing. And because that, because I think that explains it, and I think his thinking was, holy shit. No, but protocol would be the Secret Service to take him to a secure location. It would not oh. be the he he wasn't anywhere near it. So forget about that for a second. No, we do not know what was actually whispered in his ear, though. We're just told that's when he was told about it. It could have been like the operation has begun or anything like that. We have no idea what was said. Because because there was attacks going on all over the country. It was not just in New York. There was attacks at the Pentagon. There was attacks all over the country. So we had no idea where any of the attacks were going to come from. So that being said, the protocol would be to take the president to a secure location, not continue to read children's stories. Um, and, and, and I agree. Listen, when I, when I sit here and I talk about the government being involved, and I, I, I can go down the rabbit hole with people the government about, was involved. Well, that's the thing. I can, I can go down the rabbit hole with, with the fake planes. I don't necessarily believe in the fake, fake planes myself. I just believe in, in Operation Northwoods and what they did, what their plan right. was. Um, but uh, to, to say that they wouldn't use real planes, no, they would absolutely use real planes. It they have not. no problem killing American people. And, 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 and to sit here and speculate about something so, so unimportant about the, the purpose of why they did it is, 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 is silly. Like, yeah, it's, yes. It's, it's pointless. Like, yeah. At the end of the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they allowed American citizens to die because my father's best friend was on the 82nd floor of the South Tower. He died. He died on that day as well. Um, you know, as this is this was a real event, and thousands of Americans needlessly died because the government had ill intentions with the Patriot Act. With like literally, Alan, you Alan, you probably remember more than more than both both of us because you're an old fucking man. Jesus, um, man. <laughs> hey, it wasn't just the American government. It, it was this was not just an inside job. This was an international job. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. But I'll tell you right now, I vividly remember pre life pre nine eleven, and oh, yeah. things pre nine eleven. Yeah. It was such a different world. Like you so, were able to do, there was so much less security. And nine eleven, they took away so much from us. And 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 when I say to you, do you think that nine eleven was an inside job and it was planned? Like I don't necessarily mean like, no. hey, listen, this is this is this is this is all fake and gay. Because no, it's a hundred percent. I I know people that died. Like it was, I could see the smoke from my fucking house. Like it was very real for me. It's not like like I I lived in Vegas at the time. Nine eleven nine eleven was a very real thing for me. Um, so it, 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 go ahead. I 
I I I believe now and and it's hard for me to believe that it was an inside job allowed to happen. I don't believe that the sitting president knew it was going to happen. I believe that the you believe the, the, four terrorists with box cutters. No. No. Like, I, I I believe it was a planned and it was orchestrated. I believe it was planned and orchestrated. But well, I why, like believe why, why be so sloppy? Why the full passports try to sell the story? Why I don't why know. would the person that I, is I, I, a I, member of the skull I, and bones not be involved yeah, in the yeah, fucking yeah. plan? Bingo, no, 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 I, <laughs> What the fuck? Thank you, thank you. I believe... Where are we going with this conversation? <laughs> I appreciate you pointing that out. You're 100% agree. He is 100% knowingly involved. He is I, I, believe, I believe George Sr. was heavily involved orchestrating it. Yes, I agree with that as well. So was, I, I think so. Was, I think Dick Cheney was more involved than, 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 than W as well. I think Dick I, Cheney... Was more more involved in orchestrating what happened than than George Bush, but oh say, yes, definitely. He, He's the, the one that was actually yeah, taking I'm the cover. Not, I'm, I will not dispute that. To say that he wasn't involved, and didn't know, like Donald Rumsfeld, the day before, comes out and says, "We're missing this money. Trillions of dollars are missing. It's just coincidence that Building Seven had some of those documents and." Same spot where the Pentagon hit, and the only video footage that we have of the Pentagon does not look like an airplane hit it. It was clearly not an airplane. Like we know that's that's a fact. Like I, what we, about Building Six? I will not. Never even gets mentioned. No, it never I, gets mentioned. It's like a I will not. Bad. I will. Yes. I will not dispute any of it. Any of it. I think like that George makes no sense. And, 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 I, and the thing of it, the thing of it now, guys, is we're talking about everybody knows where they were and how many freedoms were taken away during that time. And our kids are going to be talking. Well, not you, James, but hope. Hopefully, we figure this shit out, and they're not going to be saying all the freedoms that we lost now. Alan, your your daughter's old enough now to be taught nine eleven, and she's in a homeschool situation. It's not a public. My daughter knows a lot about nine eleven because because of you. Her father but, lived through it. Yes, no, because of you. But 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 I'm just curious. My, what I'm getting at is, mm-hmm. she's in a homeschool situation, and she's yeah. what you said. Nine? She's nine. Yeah. Okay, so she's probably getting taught that in history. It's uh, around this time. <laughs> um, and I'd be interested to see, even in a homeschool setting, what they're teaching kids about september 11th like i guarantee i guarantee nobody is teaching about building six or build building no seven. no no i would imagine not getting into that much detail no but not, not well, how much detail can you really get into because what is really verified are we gonna say that um osama bin laden was the was the evil man behind everything video footage of building seven collapsing there's video footage of it so it's not like it's not like I was there. You know, I was there, I was there for it all. I mean, I saw it in real time. It, it collapsed like a Vegas, a Vegas casino. I and was there. They blamed it on office fires. Bullshit. Which I mean, no building has ever gone down because of office fires ever. No. University, University no. of Alaska Anchorage no. proved with 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 evidence. No, and uh, you know. I'm not going to disagree with it. It's just, it, it, it's, it's hard. It, it's, it's, 
I can imagine it's fucking insanely difficult because you lived through it. I, I it, listen. It, it, when you, it, when it, you it, watch it, it, when you watch it happen, I can I can only imagine. Like, bro, like I said, it, it for me, it's very real. And you were there, like mm-hmm. it was very real for me because I could see it happen. My father's best friend was there. Like I was old enough to comprehend it uh, and understand what was going on. Uh, I, I was in I was in seventh grade in gym class when it happened. And uh, seventh grade. Yeah, I was in seventh grade in gym class when it happened. And uh, I remember seeing kids walking down my hallway in school just bawling their eyes out. Because so many kids had parents that worked in the Trade Center. And and it was very – you could see the smoke. We had bomb threats at our school. We got evacuated. Um, and my, my father's best friend was – like I said, he died on that day. Um, and – it was a very real. It happens, like to sit here and 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 for anybody to say, "Oh, it's not a like." No, that shit fucking. Is you know very what's? Real. Ho- I'm gonna tell you what's horrible for me. Not now. Um. Because I get it. Um. Yeah. Uh, it's horrible for me now, knowing, or thinking, or possibly knowing, that. Our government was complicit in it, knowing our government was complicit in it. No, not just complicit, involved in the planning. and. Yes, 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 yes. And I say that my true belief is that George Sr. knew about it, and he kept George Jr., the sitting president, in the dark. And it all happened for a reason, because he wanted his son to be surprised about it. And that's why the whole delayed reaction when he was reading to those kids and that. I'm not talking about his reaction. I'm talking about Secret Service's reaction is what I thought. Again. Would take him if if there was a terrorist attack going on all the Pentagon was hit. You would think if these terrorists are going to attack people, they're going to get attacked. The the, the white, the president. Okay. Would take the president to a safe location immediately. It's not like it was just one location that I got hit at the Agreed. time. I, I, I remember there was planes all over the place. We had no idea if there was more planes in the air that were hijacked. We had no fucking clue what was going on at the time. And and Secret Service should take the president to a secure location, not just not just for the president. He's in a school with children. Like he should get. Get the, get the president away from the children just in case someone's trying to assassinate the president and all of a sudden a, a bullet comes flying through the window at some school and shoots the president in front of, in the head in front of all these kids. Like there's so many reasons as to okay. why that reaction should not have happened and and they they just stood there and continued reading the fucking story, the kid's story. It makes no fucking sense. And, right. and there's, there's no way you can explain that to me no. and say – is normal. He's the president of the United States, and there's attacks going on everywhere. So I, I listen. I agree. Like it, 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 I could only imagine just thinking about that day for you. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. But to sit here and say George, I, I can't. I can't agree, get behind that. I, I. I don't think he was very involved in the plan because I don't think he's a very bright, bright individual. Oh, he's not. It wasn't. <laughs> I do think he knew about the plan. I think Dick Cheney played a heavy role in it. I think you're a hundred percent right when you say George Senior was involved in it because uh, he he was head of the CIA 
I think hey, do you guys mind if I ask you a quick hypothetical? Just to, just just a quick hypothetical. Sure, shoot. George Bush Jr. Mm-hmm. and Joe Biden. Now, I don't think either one of them Joe probably Biden knows definitely. knows how to play knows how to play chess. But who would win in a game of Connect Four? <laughs> Here's, the Here's the thing, though. I, I have. I to think be my fair. money's on Bush. I have no, I, no, no. Listen, I have to be fair. If if it's Joe Biden now against Bush, then I'm taking Bush. But if yes. it's if it's Joe Biden, Joe Biden, I'm taking Joe Biden because jo- George Bush is just he's not a smart guy. No. Joe, Joe Biden was actually like he could speak sentences and and you know the thing. You know the thing. You know the thing. They both did that. <laughs> They both did that. Yes, they both did that. They both did it. They both did that. It's so uh, funny. Fool me once, and um, yeah. uh, you, you know, uh, shame on. Um, you see, a fool man can't be fooled again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep that on the sound pad. Oh my <laughs> god, it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's, it, it's fucked up. It's fucked up that that our country had to go through that number one, and that it was planned. Well, look at how much they did from that one event, dude. Look at how much they've taken away from us, the American public. Look at how much they have gained through war, through through the stock market, through, right. through trade, through so many different backdoor deals that have literally <clears throat> shaped the world uh, in, in such a different way. Like I, I, I say it on my show all of the time, this one meme that I see and it, 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 I've never seen a meme that actually hits me so hard and emotionally every time I see it. And it's the, the, the girl in Ho- on the Hoboken side of, of the Hudson River, and you can see the Twin Towers behind it. And it says the world that you grew up with no longer exists. And it's so fucking true because it was such a different world and, and, and way of life. Like, really think about it, dude. Like, yeah. really think about the 90s and, and how free and, like, literally, like, I, I watch old movies and, and, and stand-ups and from that era, and you're like, man, like, you can't do those things. And we were talking to Lindsey Graham the other day, and she's like, man, like, used to go out, and men were fucking men. Right. And she's like, yeah, we could go back to that. Like, men yeah, were at- beta soy boys. Yeah. yeah. She's like, she's like, it was a different time, like. Like you could actually go and and try to pick up a girl and and not have to worry about getting a sexual harassment charge just for saying or looking at her the wrong fucking way, you or know? misgendering them. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like yeah, you can't do it. Obviously, you couldn't do inappropriate things. It, that that still stood, but like you could actually approach a woman and 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 try to talk to them in a bar setting and and not not think that you're gonna get a sexual harassment charge thrown at you just for fucking talking to her or looking at her. Like, it's fucking crazy. Or God forbid you get her home and find out she pees standing up. Yeah, for yeah. real. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what's, what's fucked up about what 9-11 amongst um, normies, I guess you'll say, people that aren't looking politically it's not really politically, though. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll take all of the people that were, um, I guess, the families affected from the death 
and even still happening. Like I have friends now that are dealing with horrible illnesses because of 9-11. You know, yeah, 9-11 happened, what, 22 years ago in and around there, 20, what, 2001, whatever. Can't believe it. Yeah. 21 years ago. And the asbestos is probably still a a factor, I'm sure, right? People are dying because of lung cancer. Yeah, Yeah. I'm saying the over the long term exposure to that shit. It's it's amazing how um how long it's been. Like I I, I think I think about it sometimes and like, wow. Like we're talking about it now. Like literally it takes me back and I'm like, you know, wow. A long time ago, you know, being in the temporary morgue with um, nursing home like size uh, laundry carts filled with um, uh, body parts and stuff, but whatever. Um, Jumping out. <laughs> No, Not whatever. Just, that's fucking crazy ass shit know, that you went through, and that's that's your reality. You know what I mean? And, were and, we were literally jump jumping off the fucking building. Um, yeah, and which I which I saw when I was going there. People have PTSD just from seeing that shit on television. I can so only imagine. I, I was when I was in the lobby of the one tower. You know, when the other tower went down, you can hear the bodies hit the mezzanine level windows because there were windows yeah. that you can hear them. It sounded like thunder and they hit and it was just people jumping out of the building, just, you know, just making that noise that resonated. But like, they're, 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 we're, we're in 2022 and there are still people dying of... 9-11 related cancers and sickness. Right. Like that's I, what I was asking about. Like I like had like I like I'm 43 years old. I just turned 43 two weeks ago. And I have uh, been lucky that I haven't had anything that has affected me like i have asthma my lungs aren't 100 percent, but i have friends that are in their 50s and in their 60s that have to take kids of home oxygen because they have issues there's city firemen or city cops or paramedics that have had unfortunately health issues with 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 what went on down there and the shit we were breathing in where they're struggling and I'm not. And I say to myself, oh, I'm 43. And I always said, oh, I'll probably die of black lung when I'm in my 50s from 9-11. And knock on wood, I'm still fine and haven't had anything. But since then, I've had probably over 20 people that I've known or had some sort of uh, acquaintance with that have died from 9-11 related cancers yeah. or illnesses. So it's like, you know. It's, it's, it's not going away either. Like the people no, it's are gonna fucked up. Continue to happen and our government doesn't give a fuck. And they did it, well, they did it on purpose and that, that should piss off 
everybody. If you know anybody that's still fighting that, Alan, that is still has a fighting chance, then tell them to go over to the truthaboutcancer.com. Oh, yeah. I, I actually tell a lot of people about that, truthaboutcancer.com. I do. I tell a lot of people that I know that are struggling with 9-11 related uh, illnesses to go there. Charlene Bollinger and all that because there's so much good information on there to do that. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, a- absolutely. But whatever. Fuck you guys for making it all depressing. <laughs> yeah. you, hey, you, hey, you, you told, you told James, you're not going to talk about Marley and fucking bring my show down. <laughs> and you motherfuckers bring about the, the horrible things. Anyway. <laughs> Catalyst, I know you got to go. Uh, hey, I appreciate you guys inviting me on on uh, the last half of, of no. an amazing show that you guys have going on here on Fridays. Freedom Fridays is amazing, and I'm glad to be a part of it tonight. Any Anytime you want to come on, you just fucking shoot a text message, and we'll get you on. But we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon, Catalyst. Thank you, guys. Later, brother. All right. We'll see you soon. All right. Late. All right. All right, motherfucker. It's fucking Freedom Friday. We have been at this for a record. Oh, not, not, not so much a record. We might have done a longer show. We're almost three and a half hours. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been a banger. It's it's been it's it's been a great Freedom Friday. Um, uh, this, might be, this might have been my favorite Freedom Friday. You know, we got Teddy Daniels is a lot of fucking fun. This was great. I I we gotta. I'm gonna talk to him this week. I, all I know now is I gotta get Alan a half a bottle of whiskey and I, and I'll get right in there. <laughs> <laughs> we nice have to whiskey. we have to get Teddy back on. Um, oh, I'm gonna talk to him. I gotta have him on on We the People with the boys as well. Yes, but yeah, you do. We gotta do a. We gotta have him back on a Freedom Friday. This is fun. I gotta get back on with you, motherfuckers, on We the People. Actually. Actually, let's do let's let's put you in on July fifth. I think July. Right I'll, I'll check my calendar. I think I'll be all right. Yeah. You guys, July. let's let's see if we can put you in for the for the right after the fourth of July, and we'll just fucking really go off and celebrate hard. Absolutely, um, absolutely. We'll do that. I, I think, uh, yeah, Teddy Daniels, Catalyst Jones, great fucking people. Um, I I actually went through a. Yeah, I I finished my cigar and that's a three hour smoke, which by the way, everybody, my new venture coming soon, Patriot Cigar Company, which is uh it's gonna be pretty amazing because it's gonna be cigars that like well, they're awesome. They're 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 gonna feature the Allen the Allen Jacoby pencil cock cigars. The Allen Jacoby pencil cock cigars. No, like it's there. If there are cigar smokers out there that are watching or listening, like these are Cuban seed Nicaraguan grown tobacco aged three years. Fucking amazing. It took me, it took me a long time to get the blends that I like. The cigar I smoked tonight was one of the prototypes. And, uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to be doing amazing things like, I'm going to be doing a special cigar uh, of Roger Stone release because Roger Stone is a big, crazy, amazing cigar guy. I'm in talks with America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. 
about uh, you know uh, promoting the cigars. Like there's going to be affiliate links everywhere and big yep. names. Like I'm planning on getting Sebastian Gorka on board, who's another big cigar guy. Like Patriot Cigar Company. Um, I plan on making it uh, huge, as Donald Trump would say, huge. but. I am uh, I am very passionate about cigars. That's my vice. That's my cigars are my yoga. Like James, you sit there and you smoke weed. My wife is a enormous pothead, enormous, or her whole life, and it helps yep. her with so many things, which mm -hmm. I'm all about. The one thing I'm libertarian about is is marijuana. Um. I'll say, though, I have mixed feelings about the legalization of marijuana, and I'll tell you why. I'd love to hear this, Alan. Please. All right. Well, hold, before, I give you, before I give you my take on it, you okay. are you are, I, I've never smoked pot in my life, ever. I had a, I've had an edible a few times. My wife over, my wife overdosed me on it. My wife, stupid, she, stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> I she, like no, it's it, it's real though. Like so many people don't want to smoke. Listen, like when I worked at the dispensary, they didn't want to smoke, so they wanted an edible. I was like, hey, have you ever smoked before or eaten an edible? They're like, no. They're like, I'm in Vegas. I want to try it. It's legal. I'm like, you should start with like a vape pen or something. Like, you shouldn't eat an edible. You're going to die. The one reason I don't smoke pot is because you have to inhale it. And my lungs, I don't think they'll be able to handle it long term. Like, I, I my, my lungs aren't the best. Why don't, you try a, why don't you try a vape pen? You don't have to inhale it. Me, I've, I never have. Maybe I will. But like I smoke cigars, you don't have to inhale them. If worse comes to worse, I'll die of esophageal or or uh, or fucking like uh, mouth cancer or, or whatever. Which whatever I can handle, <laughs> I can handle that. I can handle that cancer, but not lung cancer. You don't, the vape pens you don't have to inhale, and there's also there's tinctures. There's a lot of there's a lot of options right. for you. Yeah. There's um, the, the, there's all sorts. I'll tell you. So my wife decided one day a long time ago decided oh you should try you should try the gummies. Oh but it wasn't I'm sorry it was chocolate. She gives me Port. some she gives me a little bit more and I she gives it to me and all of a sudden it hits me and I'm I'm home we had people over the house and I'm home and I'm on this leather chair with an ottoman right? And all of a sudden I am like completely fucked up and yep, I'm, Mac truck I'm clinging to the fucking chair in the ottoman like I'm on a fucking boat and I'm afraid because I'm gonna fucking drown I am like tripping <laughs> balls <laughs> off yeah, of this fucking <laughs> edible for failure dude she set you up for failure she did like, uh, she did it on purpose Edibles are no, but edibles are the worst, man. Dude, like me, I, bro, I smoke on a regular basis. Granted, yeah. when I when I tell people that how much edibles I eat, like how many milligrams that I eat, they look at me like I'm fucking a psychopath. <laughs> but that's my I wife. She smokes. She smokes. She smokes. She smokes edibles. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. I know my limit. I know my limit. Like I know like 250 to 300 milligrams. Like 
I could still function. I could still do stuff when I eat that many, wow. that much other. When I eat any more than that, like I better probably be at the house because I'm probably gonna be stuck and not be Dude. able to move. Because I've been, in, I've been, I, I've been times where I've eaten edibles and and, and I couldn't even make sense. I sounded like <laughs> donuts. I was like, because I, I and I smoke all the time. Edibles are not a good decision for. I for was, it's a terrible. I was and clinging just, to the ottoman. I had a piss so bad. Not just that though. When you eat edibles, your liver breaks down the edibles in a way yeah. that releases a chemical. It starts with the T. That's like ten times makes the THC ten times more potent than right than than actually smoking it. Um, well, let me tell yeah. you, I felt like I was on a boat, like I was on a boat in the ocean. I believe and it. I, I had to piss so bad, and I was afraid to get off the ottoman I was clinging to, like a fucking. I was like a. I was like a fucking spider. <laughs> I wish there was video of this. I couldn't get off the I couldn't get off the ottoman to go to the bathroom because I was afraid. I mean, of, you probably fit pretty well in your little ass. But I was afraid ottoman. of the floor. I was afraid to go to the bathroom. Like I'm not gonna make it to the bathroom. I was so the floor is lava. The floor, the floor is lava. yeah. I, the floor was lava. I was so fucked. <laughs> I couldn't fucking do it. So I'm like, all right, whatever. No, dude, but, edibles will do that to you. Edibles will definitely do that to you. You should I, consider vaping. I'm telling you, we our body. We have. Do you know what our largest system in our body is, Alan? The largest system our body has. Organ-wise, the skin. No system, not organ. Like our nervous system, immune system, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Enlighten me. The largest system in the human body is called the endocannabinoid system. Okay. Which is the largest system in our body. Wait, say this what is it again? The endocannabinoid system. It's part mm. of the endocrine system. Okay. But it's called the endocannabinoid system. Our body literally has receptors for cannabinoids hmm. in our body. And it's the largest system in our body. Um and in it just so happens that in the cannabis plant. It happens to have hundreds, if not thousands, because we haven't discovered them all, uh, cannabinoids inside the plant, THC, CBD, CBG, CBN. All of them happen to be cannabinoids, and our mm. body has receptors for them. So this is something that our body is meant to consume in some some, some sort of way, um, and everybody's system is different. Like every uh, there, there's There's a lot of factors that factor into the way that you feel when you smoke weed. Uh, that people don't realize because of the black market, and this is why when you say I, I, I think the, the it should stay illegal, I I, I, I disagree a hundred percent. I think because of the black market has caused so many problems for a plant that really you there's, you couldn't smoke enough to kill yourself or or kill anybody. Um, and the more people learn about it and understand the plant more they'll realize that there's actually a lot of medicinal purposes to it and you don't need to smoke it to get high you don't need to there's, there's so many different ways that you can ingest it and not feel like you're fucking stuck on an island and you can't fucking walk alan like there's so <laughs> there's so many ways that this plant can benefit you but because it's illegal and 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 it's on the black market um 
there there's no there's not enough studies that are being done about this plant um there's not enough research being done and the uh it, it leads people to harder drugs uh because of the black market they, like the old harry anslinger stepping stone gateway theory like yeah. it's it's it, it it's not because weeds the gateway it's like if anything it's alcohol or cigarettes um but at the end of the day it's because you you go to you go to the weed dealer on that you know and you're like hey i like this weed it was really, oh you might like this this cocaine you might like this you might like that um and because it's on the black market like out here in vegas what i love about vegas even though the weed out here is fucking trash their testing is really good so like i said when you when you're smoking there's so many different variables that factor in to when you're smoking Alan. So have you ever, have you ever met, met, messed around or looked into um, essential oils and the smells like lavender? Yes. And- my, my wife is huge into essential oils. So yeah. And what, and what they do and what they do for your body. Yes. So the, re- the reason why they do that is something called terpenes and every fruit plant, everything, that that we have smell has terpenes in it. That's where we get our smells and tastes from. Is the terpenes? Yeah. So, in the marijuana plant, it has terpenes. These terpenes have medicinal values, just like essential oils. So, like when you take lavender, when you put lavender out, or spray it on your pillow, or put it in the candles, it's supposed to help you relax, calm, right. and soothe. Citrus is supposed to help you feel excited and, and happy. Like there's so many different things that they that 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 they do. The same thing happens with the cannabis plant. So when you smoke these plants, you you find out which terpenes go best with your endocannabinoid system. Everybody is different. Just like your immune system is different than mine, your nervous system is different right. than mine. Your cannabinoid system is different than mine. So you have to figure out which terpenes mess, uh, work best with you. There's some terpenes, like for example, like you hear indicas and sativas. People are like, oh, I only like indicas because they make me, you know, relaxed and tired, sit on the couch. Sativas make me paranoid. Well, I've noticed that some sativas make me very paranoid, and some sativas make me very feel very good, like I'm floating in the clouds. I'm super happy. I feel giggly. Like life is great. And I and I realize that's because of the terpenes. The terpenes okay. give me a different feeling. So for you, it's really just finding out what's best for you, and because it's illegal. You're not able to do that. You're not able to find out which which profile works best for your body because you don't want to smoke to get high and feel stuck in like a, a and 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 not do anything. Like maybe on occasion, sure, awesome. But I do it more for for my stomach. It helps my stomach a lot. It helps with my right. anxiety. It helps with my sleep. Somebody always so, uses it for something. Yeah, it, it does so many great things for me, uh, and and. I I don't even really get that high when I smoke anymore. Quite honestly, I smoke so much, but uh, I don't smoke to get high. It's more for my stomach and and my anxiety. It's I have terrible anxiety. It's fucking brutal. But uh, there's so many different things that this plant is great for, and you don't necessarily have to consume it by smoking it. There's so many different ways that you can consume the plant and get the medicinal benefits. Um, you just have to find out the right dosage for you. Um, you know, if you're going to eat edibles, yeah. like if that's the way that you want, you feel most comfortable, you should start with five five milligrams. Eat it. Wait 45 minutes. See how you feel. Literally wait an hour. See how you feel. And if you don't feel anything, eat another five milligrams. 
you know, you don't want to go crazy. There's so many different ways, uh, but it's it, 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 the fact that it's illegal has done this plant such a disservice, um, and it's it's really unfortunate because so many people could benefit from this plant and they don't even know it. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it does. I, it was a fun Freedom Friday, Alan. It's a fucking Freedom Friday. Almost four hours, three hours, 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, seriously. Well, Teddy Daniels, Catalyst Jones. We, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was good. The party. The party. It was a party. So I think, uh, I think we'll wrap it up this Freedom Friday again. What do you got on the Great Divide this week? Uh, what do I got? I, we're just going to rap about shit going on. I got my uh, interview with Dinesh D'Souza coming out. That's going to come out this week. That was pretty awesome. We, uh, Him and I, uh, you'll like this, him and I fat-shamed fat shamed, uh, Bill Barr. Uh, A.G. Bill Barr, Dinesh D'Souza and myself, Fat Jane Bill Barr. We ripped He's a fellow apart. Backpack, dude. Yeah, he, he is. He is. He is. Which sucks, but whatever. Fuck him. Yeah, um, fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. He, he's a douche. Douchecock. Um, we, we ripped apart Liz Cheney, but otherwise, we're just gonna just keep, you know, spitting truth. What do you got going on on Weedy People Radio? I got uh, my man Chadwick from the Liberty Report, um, and he's doing great work. He goes to the he goes uh, does live shows from the Capitol in Arizona. Um, I'll tell you off there, but he's the nephew of some somebody uh, pretty cool uh, that I don't necessarily trust, but still pretty cool. Um, and uh, but. Bert's really cool. Cool guy. I'm excited to have him on. He's the host of the Liberty Report. They do great, great, unbelievable work. Um, so we're going to talk to him. And, uh, yeah, then I'll be back here next week for Freedom Friday. Who knows who we'll have next week? We'll have probably another great surprise guest. Who the fuck we'll, knows? We'll see who we get on for next week. But we'll, we can... Yeah, we got to do the two doomed men still. We got to get those We do. On. We got to get those cocksuckers from two doomed men on and see if they can coordinate their schedules to be on together. Oh. Big time on us over here. Faggot. But, uh, uh, where, can <laughs> where can everybody find you, dude? Uh, where can everybody find me? Right here. I mean, I'm like broken glass like you. I'm everywhere. The Great Divide 1776.com. You can get me on Facebook, Truth, Instagram, The Great Divide Podcast, you know, everywhere. What about you, James? Uh, you can get me at WPRUSA.com. We're live every Tuesday, 830 Eastern on the Patriot Podcast Network, Rumble, uh, Cloud Hub, Foxhole, Facebook, all those places. And uh, you can find us on Truth and Instagram and, and Twatter. Uh, go and check us out. But it's been a fun Freedom Friday. We'll be back next week with another great show. Uh, and Alan, it's been fun. Uh, I love to see you banged up. It's fucking we got to do this more often. Get Alan drinking some scotch. <laughs> it's always <laughs> fun. It's always fun. Nice. Freedom Friday. Great, great Freedom Friday. We'll be I, back next week. And, I'll uh, have to. Uh, I have to drink more often on Freedom Friday. <laughs> hey, dude! I, I had known you were fucking tuning up like that. I had two glasses, and and that was it. Uh, I didn't. I didn't realize how much scotch I drank. I had half a bottle. I drank half a bottle. It is what it is. We'll. Uh, no, we'll 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 see what happens next week on Freedom Friday, I guess. 
We'll see you guys next week. You can't handle the truth. We'll see you soon. Freedom Friday. See you next week. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. 
And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement and we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. You can't handle the truth.